Yeah, way up. Yeah, yeah, you already know the vibes. Already know. I ain't with that switching sides. From Chicago, my motive is stay alive. Stay up, stay up. Never fade away like mine. I'm, I'm dripping like Fiji, watch him slide. I can't keep it PG all the time. I don't like sugar coating that make me feel like I lied. My, my future got me checking the time. Yo, 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 yo. What's good? What's cracking? We back. Threes from the ring. Episode 9494. We back in here. Got the boy Trust Sive on here. Yo. And we got the boy Tyler on here, G. What's happening, everybody? All right, cool, cool. Glad to be back. Uh, be able to now we can properly process the Lakers winning it this and look at the current, how things is looking for the uh, upcoming offseason for the NBA. But I feel like before we get into that, um, we got a big UFC fight this weekend. So, uh, Daytra, I'll let you... Uh, Cut your promo on that. All right, so this weekend, it is the Khabib and Megan Man over in the Dustin Gage. It's probably the biggest fight of the year. Um, everything about this fight is, is amazing. Uh, Khabib undefeated. Dustin Gage, one of the most exciting fighters in the UFC. About to go down. Khabib beats Dustin Gage. Most likely will be almost dead to the undisputed GOAT. Uh, his strength and schedule is fucking wild. Um, and then if you uh, got Justin Gagey, him beating Khabib, but really just show how this, not only how good Justin Gagey is, but how tough this division is in itself. Um, and you still got other Congress that's coming up, like that dude from Bellator. I forget his name right now. You also got... Um, uh, like Tony Ferguson, even though he got beat by Justin Gagey, he still could be, you know, in that title picture and whatnot. So it's a big event. It's also uh, co-main evented by uh, Robert Ridiker and Jared Kandemir, which should also be a good fight. Um, Jared Kandemir, quick fact, his goddamn nickname is uh, the, it's like the Black Gorilla or some shit like that. Wow. I, I don't know why... <laughs> Wow. Let me get that new um, <laughs> You can look it up. It's something gorilla. It's probably actually worse than the black gorilla. Actually. What's dude's name? Jared Kenamir. Yeah, I probably won't be able to spell that. Jared Kenamir. Oh, okay. Jared Kenamir. Nickname. The funny thing, wife pop the killer gorilla. The killer gorilla. <laughs> That's his real nickname. The killer gorilla. Yes. Um, but it should be a great, great weekend of fights. Uh, should be good top to bottom. Probably the best part. Yeah. I will be enjoying it. Uh, if everything is financially is right. But I'll be enjoying it. And yeah, uh, look forward to it. It's going to decide a lot of stuff. Jerry Cannonier wins. He automatically goes to get his Sonia. Don't know about Robert Whitaker. Robert Whitaker, low key, uh, lost his fight against Adesanya very convincingly. So you kind of don't want to make that fight again. Uh, while Adesanya is so hot, 
because people want to see Alessandro go get John Jones. And you go, I don't want to see that shit. Oh no, and goes to Tsushima, the fucking crows are here. So yeah, if anybody know how to fuck them, what the fuck those crows is, you'll understand the people that listen to this podcast. But it is going to be a very, very great event. I wish, Chris, can you look up the card for me? Because I'm kind of, you know. Yeah, I got it. You good, bro? Uh, you what number is this? Two fifty four. Sure, 254, 255. Yeah, okay, 254. Uh, so you already talked about Jared Coney, Kennedy, or whatever the hell his name is, Robert Whitaker, uh, heavyweight Alexander Volkov, and Walt Harris. Uh, that should be decent too. I hate that they said this, but uh, for Alexander Volkanovsky, I mean, not Alexander Volkanov, my bad, for Volkanov, for Walt Harris. This is the the um anniversary of which his daughter went missing. Um, so yeah, take that how y'all want to take it. It can either make you know can gain him strength for the next fight, or you know, it's an unneeded story for an unneeded. Event. I mean, for uh, a fight. Um, who's that, who else is on that card? Uh, who else we got? Middleweight Jacob Malcoon and Phil Halls. Alright, so everything un- under that I don't give a shit about. Um, it just should be good fight to get great, great contenders. You know what I'm saying? I'm just, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just. Um, but yes, the, I would say this though. The Khabib versus Justin Gaethje fight is going to be everything that people ask for. It's going to be everything that people ask for. So I can't wait. Alright, cool. I'm looking forward to it. Seeing Khabib fight is lovely so something to look forward to uh so let's go ahead excuse me get in right into the nba so as we talked about it in episode 93.5 because i don't consider that a full episode uh the lakers are your 2019 2020 nba champions uh in what will be considered and known as the longest nba season ever because i think the night after they won. It was considered the the day the this the NBA season that ended last this pat recently started. So it literally took Dane near 364 days to finish a damn season. But life happens. COVID happened. Pandemic. But now the Lakers are in the pandemic. So shout out to them. Uh, but I would like to start off because we didn't get a chance to really go into this. I like to attack the narratives that the Lakers had to go against. Well, that the media, social media, fed the Lakers throughout this entire season and all of that. Because I remember really well what you niggas were saying. I remember really goddamn well. But I didn't remember well enough doing the podcast because so much emotion, heat of the moment. But we had time. I had time. Niggas had time. And we got to talk about... These narratives that you niggas said. So, let's start off with when the Lakers got AD. There were some of you niggas that said the Lakers were not was barely an eighth seed with LeBron and AD. Some of you niggas did say that. I consider that the big I, that I don't remember hearing, but that's niggas that's said that extremely no, no, that's wild. That has been said. Niggas that said been that's that extremely wild. One Boston, well, I don't want to call him Boston reporter, but he's a Boston Celtic like stand, I believe. Said he believed the 
the um the Lakers have a better chance of missing the playoffs than they do to to going to the finals. Yep. They can say that. Major. That was some. That was some cap. That yeah. was some major cap. So then, going into off season, we're well into free agency at this point. The Lakers started building a roster after missing out on Kawhi, missing out on him because they did bank in all in on Kawhi, but clearly they had a backup plan, which was re-sign certain veterans and just build, fill out the roster the best you can. Niggas still doubted that team. Even though I think we wasn't that high on the podcast, even though I think we both had them high, I think being either top three in the in the West regardless, people were still doubting them. People said that is not a championship roster. People said LeBron was washed. People said AD isn't good enough to, uh, to literally lead the Lakers to the promised land. People really thought this was a first to second round exit team. Lies. I'm like, where, I, I need to have that funk, funk flex thing ready. You lie. I need to find that. But as I'm talking, because I literally, hold on, let me see if I can find it. But uh, y'all could uh, attack that one while I'm looking. Oh, uh, yeah. I just, it was a, um, it's a funk flex thing. It's really funny. But it, it's, it is a, it is one of those situations that people, and this is why a lot of people were saying LeBron, oh, he, his ego made him say this. But it was one of those situations where you were like, I understand why LeBron James said, I want my damn respect. Because I, I, I literally understand in that aspect is because throughout this whole, throughout this whole um, uh, playoff run, niggas really... Niggas really believed that that Braun couldn't get there. He he's the wise king or whatever, or whatever motherfuckers want to call it. Um, which is just completely different. There we go. That's gonna be playing throughout this uh, little segment. Uh, that he was the wise king and all that type of stuff, and that he still ain't got it, and that he. You know, he can't do it in the West and whatnot. Why? That's my thing. Why? Yep. That's And let's continue. So, moving on. Let's talk about, and shout out to this post. I don't think I uh, put the person's name in here, but shout out to this person on Facebook for literally this, making this post. So, during the preseason, these were the narratives that the Lakers were attacked with. The Lakers traded away their whole squad for one player. No one is worth that. Pelicans won the trade. He lied. Ha ha ha. Lakers brought back old ass Rondo. I can't cap. We was all in that situation. He lied. LeBron is old and broken down. He can't get it done. He lied. They are lying their ass off. And that's just in the preseason offseason, man. Niggas was capping. Capping hard, man. So let's go into the regular season. The Lakers just lost to the Clippers opening night. The Clippers are the better team. He lied! Especially because the Lakers proceeded to win, what, 10 straight after that? Like, yep. they went on a winning streak that involved one of the favorite teams. A couple of the favorite teams that people had. 
One of them being the Utah Jazz, where they ran their ass off the gym. AD hooped his ass off hell, that The Jazz were going to. They, they hey, that's another thing, swept. bro. I would say that's another thing in the overcoming of the Lakers. People put too much respect on every team except for one. Yep. The other, that one is the Nuggets. People, yep. they, they was right for putting respect on the Nuggets' name. So, the yep. Nuggets were savages. That's tough. Every literally. other team in the Western Conference, people had over the Lakers. The Jazz? Everybody, yeah. Niggas, the there Lakers? were niggas that had the Jazz as your championships, as your champion coming out the West. He lied! The fact that you had faith in the state of Utah to begin with is just very sad in itself. Like who? Who was the third best player on the Jazz? Well, uh, at one point it was Bogdanovich. I like how y'all not even saying Mike, Mike Conley. Well, because Mike Conley was he didn't he didn't, he he didn't play, play much, to did the he? bubble. <laughs> yeah, I don't even remember him stepping on the court. Exactly, like that bit was a non-factor until the bubble, <laughs> literally. So, but that's why I said Bogdanovich. But let's continue on. Okay. The Lakers are winning games, but they haven't beaten a good team yet. He lied! Yes, a lot of those teams are pretty butt cheeks. But at the same time, you beat who's in front of you. That's the name of the game. Because the last I checked, the Clippers were really struggling too after they beat the Lakers. They like the struggling. Clippers had no consistency the, the entire season. They weren't even healthy the entire season. They never played with their full entire starting five more than maybe once or twice. Maybe Avery three Bradley times the regular season. Avery Bradley did something to his leg. He wasn't healthy, and then when he was healthy, he was out again for the bubble. Irrelevant. Still number one. Proceeding. The Lakers are beating the good teams because LeBron has a super team. The Lakers are stacked. He lied. Y'all literally spent the whole offseason laughing at the fact that they got JaVale McGee, Boogie Cousins' leg exploded, so they had to sign Dwight Howard. Rondo's old as hell is a bum. Avery did Bradley say, cannot shoot. Did you say uh, the Lakers is only like that because of strength of schedule? Yeah, that's pretty much they uh, are only winning games against good. They haven't played a good team yet. Mm-hmm. Yep. So... Once they started beating teams, people was like, oh, my God, this team's very stacked. They got a lot of nerve. Wow. But y'all laughed at the fact that they had Dwight Howard, who in the process of this was coming off the bench looking like defensive play. I mean, I, I mean, six man of the year just off defense alone. Rondo was wishy-washy during the, most of this time frame. Alex Caruso was a joke to most of the people. Who else was coming off the – who was – playing kcp to me was arguably the most consistent like number three laker <laughs> this won't keep it honest so but mugs are laughing at kcp oh also i don't know how i forgot and kuzma was a bum off and on y'all all laughed so now it's a super team now because they started to jail things start looking good Avery Bradley's uh, locking down your favorite perimeter players and stuff like that. Y'all, now it's a super team. Now it's a, oh, oh my God, they're, they're too good. Because Brian and AD's literally doing, running roughshod on your on your favorite players. What on your favorite teams. Your, your The teams you had placed in front of them. And oh, by the way, they consistently stayed in first place in the West. They actually held it locked down. Before the bubble, I mean before COVID, 
they were actually on pace to probably compete against the Bucks for the best record in the league. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But but you said this team was garbage. Y'all said this team wasn't going to make the playoffs at one point. Now they 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 blew up on the expectations that y'all had. Now it's a super team. No, it's just Bron and AD being great, being freaking gods and leading leading what they had with them and playing great defense. Shout out to Frank Vogel. Literally, <laughs> that's all they did. All they did. Why? Also, in the process, why okay. they were trying to improve the team. Vogel, okay. So, Vogel, defensive, you know, mind, yes. But I also would like to say AD challenging Braun to play should be defense. a big story of why that team was successful, G. Yeah. Um, like, because that's one thing. That's another narrative uh, that was going to happen. AD was, I mean, Braun was going to rule AD. He was going to make AD become a spot-up shooter. Mm-hmm. They swore up and down that he was going to make AD Kevin Love 2.0. And that wasn't the case at all. That wasn't AD the case was at all. AD was his own player already. I know. AD I, already. If yeah, anything, I, if anything. But I haven't heard. He didn't even praise Wade as much as he praised AD during his day run, bro. Yeah. Like, he, he bigged up AD so much. Like, people thought he was going to turn AD into a spot-up shooter when, no, LeBron turned into Magic Johnson. Yeah. <laughs> that nigga said, you can do whatever you please. Just don't get hurt. I don't have to carry the offense a load. Cool. All I got to do is pass you the ball. Great. Hey, I, I'm going to say, we was robbed to see the defense if Avery Bradley was on that court, bro. We was robbed to see that. We was robbed, bro. I'm, I'm gonna hey, all I'm going to say is this. I think if Avery Bradley played, they probably would have swept through. They would have. I, I, I still think Jamal Murray would have gave them buckets, but I think they would have went like 16-1 and one, like the Warriors did. They yeah they would have they would have locked yeah. niggas up because Avery Bradley was was playing really great defense before COVID happened really great defense a one defense honestly like he was in his he was in his shit like that's the scary thought but let's continue on with the narrative so Lakers are on the run they doing what they supposed to do whooping niggas asses and stuff COVID happens. So the season gets shut down. Avery Bradley says, "Yeah, bro, I'm not really feeling it. I don't feel comfortable bringing like I want it once I'm able to bring my family. I don't feel comfortable with my kid being out there because of respiratory issues, stuff like that." Totally understand. So he opts out. So now people saying, "Oh my god, who's going to defend on the Lakers? Who's going to defend all oh, the West guards? Oh, they're going to have problems against James Harden." Ooh, they're going to have problems with Dame. Oh, my oh. God. What they're going to do against Kawhi Leonard and, and Lou Will. Oh, my God. They're going to get bust by all these great guards. You said what? I said we're going to talk about that, too, about oh, the well, Clippers' so-called and, defense. Oh, we'll talk about that shortly. So that narrative happened entering into the bubble situation. Now we're entering the bubble. So, but people forget Alex Cruz was a respectable defender. 
People forget KCP is a respectable defender. Kuzma was okay defensively at times. Not saying he was locked down or anything like that, but he was okay. He did his job until later on in the bubble when that nigga lost his rabbit ass mind. But the Lakers. Sorry about that. My mic, uh, my mic is tweaking it. My headphones is tweaking, so it's throwing my mic off. But as I was saying, though, because I'm going to have to edit that. As I was saying, the Lakers were already good defensively. People forgot. Avery Bradley missed like a month and a half of basketball, and they were still really good. So niggas lost their rapid-ass goddamn minds again. So that being said, niggas lied again because he lied. They see in the first round the Portland Trailblazers. Dame is on fire. He's gaming niggas. Huh? The bubble MVP. The bubble MVP. He got a nice trophy of Mickey Mouse, my nigga. Lovely. Pretty dope. Can't be mad at it. I'm no no like no hate on hating my blood coming for that way. But point is the Blazers are dangerous. The Lakers do not want to see them. What did they do? After game one, they felt it out. They let Dame do his thing. Even though Dame wasn't Dame in that game, he they just played good enough to, you know, AD was filling them out. You could tell it was the classic Bron, I don't give a fuck type game. It was very obvious. Very. So, what did they do? Beat them 5-1. Yeah. Whoop they ass. Whoop they ass. Oh, Dame got hurt, by the way, but irrelevant because they were already losing. They were already down 3-1 at that point. AD was... they. Oh, Terry Stotts shouldn't should have a job, by the way, because he thought it was a good idea to throw Nurkic and Whiteside at AD. And what he proceeded to do, freaking give them drugs. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. Sent the Blazers home in five. Should have been a sweep, but they were gentlemen about it. Next narrative. Wait till the Clippers and Lakers meet. Clippers win a hand down. Whoo! We'll talk about that shortly. But the Clippers were struggling to beat the Mavericks without Porzingis in that first round. So keep that in mind. Struggling. So, next, the Rockets are dangerous. That small ball can challenge L.A. Now, we are, were all guilty because we saw that one game, I think it was immediately after the Rockets went super small where they played the Lakers and things kind of worked. But I put that on Frank Vogel not giving AD more minutes at the five than he should have. But what happened in this series? Same story as first round. LeBron gave the Rockets one game. AD was kind of lackadaisical. Wasn't really there. But you know what happened next? Reality happened. Reality. And it's called LeBron putting his foot up their ass. With some eight quality AD moments, Vogel said, hey, sorry, JaVale, you're just not coming back. We don't need you. And we saw the the, the growth and the coming of, coming of story of Markeith Morris. Even Talon Horton Tucker, Chicago Southside Simeon legend. Disrespect. You said what? That was pure disrespect. That was disrespect at that point, but... The man's did lock down harder for that five minutes he played. 
and scored on Harden. Explain yourself. That's a rook. But hey, Chicago niggas, we bleed different, nigga. But yes. So what happened to the Rockets? That the dangerous small ball, they got blew the fuck out multiple times. And get what happened? Another gentleman sweep. Shout out to the Lakers. So what happens? Oh my God. The Lakers are in the conference finals. What's going on? Oh, your beloved Clippers blow a 3-1 lead to a Denver Nuggets team. The comeback kids. Ooh, how? They have Kawhi Leonard, Paul George, Pat Bev, Montrez, 250, a, 200, a man who's about to get $100 million for somebody. All of that. No way they're going to lose to the Nuggets. They only have they have a Serbian and a Canadian as their best players. That shouldn't happen. They should whoop their ass. The Nuggets said, He lied! They ain't shit. They don't play defense. All that hype y'all gave them. Who's going? Y'all said who's going to score on the Nug? I mean, on the Clippers. Come playoff time, niggas were giving their ass buckets. We saw Luca give them buckets. I saw Tim Hardaway Jr. give them niggas buckets. There's a dude named Finney Smith. I don't remember your first name. He was giving y'all buckets. Seth Curry was giving y'all buckets. But they said Kawhi locks niggas down. Y'all told me Paul George is the number two two-way player in the game. I said it. Kawhi, I said it too. I was one of them people. But I wasn't going to sit there and just disrespect some of these teams. Y'all were di very disrespectful. Y'all bigged up Pat Bev's head. Y'all bigged up Lou Will's head. And y'all big bigged up all them niggas' head. The only nigga who's a champion on that team was Kawhi Leonard. And he blew it, too. Doc Rivers. And Doc Rivers. And Ty Lue. And Sam Cassell. The coaching staff and one player. They failed. They got sent home. Oh, Adios, amigo. Oh, wait, you you skipped some shit, bro. You skipped some shit because it reminded me. Bro, don't forget. Who won the midseason acquisitions? Oh, 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 oh. Thanks for reminding that part, bro. So we remember, we was talking about, oh, man, the Lakers needed this. They need that. And the Lakers did try. They needed a I would. I was one of them people that said, yeah, it would be help, nice if they got a backup point guard. You know, Rondo is looking wishy-washy. You know, Rondo. Uh, Caruso can only do so much. He's not really a playmaker. He makes, like, he's more of a defensive playmaker, you know. So let's get LeBron some help. Let's get a point guard. So, Darren Collison told them eat a dick because he wanted to say retired. He he had a dinner and left. I understand it be that way sometimes. Um, I wanted to be a Jehovah's Witness. Hey, we're not going to uh, shame nobody's religious decisions on this podcast. <laughs> he did do that. But, also, but who did the Clippers get? They got Marcus Morris. The man who was averaging 20 points a game on the Knicks while also getting their ass dragged. They got Reggie Jackson. Oh, my God. They got Reggie Jackson, bro. Thank you. <laughs> Reggie Jackson, who even I was one of the people saying, yeah, it might work with the Lakers. You never know. 
And honestly, I think he would have been a better Laker than a Clipper. But too late for all of that because that nigga got gamed by Luka. But I think the Laker locker room would have been better for Reggie Jackson than the Clipper locker room. Better culture over there, you know. But as Doc Rivers says, LeBron runs the place without realizing that the Lakers been around, been winning before LeBron. The Clippers have not won shit yet. <laughs> so let's keep it G real. But they signed Reggie Jackson. They said this team was deep. They said this team had all the talent in the world. They had it all. Lakers going to lose. They might get swept. How are they going to beat the Clippers? They got all these bodies to guard LeBron. Matter of fact, they got dogs. Dogs. Woof, woof. Bro, that was the funniest shit ever. And when this I'm is here, where... Uh, go, go ahead, bro. No, go ahead. Like the Clippers do. What the fuck mm. is that supposed to mean? Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. Last I checked... Now, go ahead, Tyler. I said not a damn thing. Not a damn thing. Because if you look at past champions, you have a couple of dogs. You know, like, you know, they keep they keep the team honest. You know, look at the Warriors. Draymond was the dog. You know, uh, Draymond was a dog on the Warriors. On the Cavs, you could sit there and say... I can't think of nobody on that cavalier. Iman Shumpert. There we go. Shumpert comes off like a dog. Um, let's look at other champions. Those Heat teams. Udonis Haslam. You know, Birdman. Dogs. Two. Like, see, when you see the consistency here. You, each team, championship team, has one or two. One has a team of dogs ever won. They whooped people's asses. That was a different era. No, the, both the Pistons teams don't want to chill. Oh, oh, you, oh, we talking about the 2004 Pistons. Uh, they held niggas to 64 points. <laughs> they had some guard, though. They had. They had they they dudes, an undersized center catching all the boards. <laughs> Gene Wallace said, fuck the, the refs. Like, they had niggas. Yeah, that's probably the only team, the Pistons, and... That's just the culture. So, that's honestly the only two. And maybe that Mavericks team, but no, nah, they, they still fit the narrative. Jason Terry was a dog. You know, I hate Jason Terry with a passion. And they had Deshaun Stevenson. You know, I feel like that dude's a waste of space. So, they had two dogs. What was the center? Tyson Chandler. He's a dog. I don't consider Tyson Chandler a dog. He just a nigga that grew a beard. So, uh,. <laughs> Dead ass. He's just a nigga that grew a beard. Uh, yeah, that don't make you a dog. Like the only nigga who won defensive player of the year two, Mark Gasol and Rudy Gobert. Them the only two defensive players and Giannis Antetokounmpo was the only two to, to win defensive player of the year and, and ain't got no dog. In only two. Think about all the other defensive player of the years. Jordan, dog in them. Robin, wait, no, Robin did. Did Robin ever win one? I think he won one. I think he had that one one. I, he had to because I wouldn't even put that nigga in the Hall of Fame if he didn't win one. Honestly, we want to check this real quick. Hold on, 
because we don't want to give wrong information here. You just got to double check. I believe he has one or two, but let's double check. Dennis Rodman. It'd be really weird if he didn't get some bitches with the Bulls. Like, I'm positive he stole He probably didn't get it with the Bulls. Two times. Yep, two times. He, He's a two-time defense player of the year. Two-time defense player of the year. So, yeah, he, he – but Rodman is the defi- definition of dog, you know. But, yeah, that's a valid point, like, but, yeah, valid point. Like, I would say – I think Marcus Hall had some dog, you know. I don't know. But, moving on, but point is – they had a team of dogs. The deepest bench in the league. Like, you niggas said that bench could have easily been could have been a, a a seeded team in the West and East. Come on now. Maybe the East. But they would have been the no, eighth, I'm, seventh seed. Considering how the East went, hell no. They could have been a seven eighth seed. A seven eighth seed. Is different from, like, come on, bro. Now, every time somebody say the East was they had a, a better Nigga, Brooklyn made it. Brooklyn ain't had nobody. Oh, you just said a seed. I thought you meant like a higher seeded team. No, I'm talking about I'm seven eighth seed. Like seven eighth oh, yeah. seed. And they were got swept. Definitely hey, got swept. Yeah. But Been out of here. But yeah. Y'all said Montres Harrell was a dog, which is a bit cap. Jokic made that nigga look like a bitch with dreads. <laughs> Jokic probably cost that man another 20 minutes, cost that man $20 million. But y'all said this team had dogs. Everybody a dog. Kawhi dog. Paul George. Let me get out of here. So people was hard. People, and I understand, like, they backtracking. They saying that, oh, whenever somebody win a championship, they necessarily is the king of the court, which I call cap. Because Jordan ain't win a championship when when, when he was getting his ass kicked. And people already said he was the best player in the league, bro. Yep. That, and that's not a fact. Larry Bird said he played against God. Jordan didn't win a chip yet. So I don't want to hear that. was young, Jordan. That was like his second. Wasn't that like his first time? In the second Jordan or third year. Shaq started to emerge. He didn't win a chip. What niggas were saying about Shaq? Best player in the league. Yep. Mm-hmm. Come on, Cole. When Cole didn't have a chip, and he was in that day, when it was in a limbo stage of the league, Cole was the best player in the league, bro. So I don't like the Bron. When Brian came, niggas was calling him the second coming to Jordan. Folks didn't even give an MVP yet. Best player in the league. Yep. So there's, there's, I'm not going to go, and you just can't run backtrack on that narrative that people gave Kawhi as the best player in the league. Now, didn't now, Chris, you can go back on the play, uh, the, 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 uh, the logs, and maybe I stress the truth and say he, he probably could have been one. But I can, I remember myself particularly saying that I still think KD is better than Kawhi. Yeah, we. I think we Absolutely. all said, if healthy, a healthy KD is better than Kawhi. I think a healthy KD is the best player in the league now because Brian, Brian, as, as great as Brian been in that playoffs, I still think like people used to call Kawhi that nigga's kryptonite. KD is everything that 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 like I don't I don't think Bron can guard KD whatsoever. Oh hell no, no. It's like unless we're unless it's Miami Heat Bron, but Cavaliers the present. Even then he wasn't. To guard him, bro. Yeah, but <laughs> I feel like Heat Bron was able to contain him. 
But uh, like I, think I feel like Kawhi got more credit for being that because of the way he guarded. He guarded Greek Freak last season, and granted, he did. You know, he made, he did have a really good you know time guarding him, but he's not gonna be able to do that to Katie. Katie, it's a big difference between Katie and and Giannis's moveset and just skill overall. Yeah, but I would say I was more Nick Nurse's coaching and being able to track Giannis than it is Giannis just being, you know, he flat out getting because it wasn't just him. right. It wasn't like he it just completely bodied him the entire time. Played a big role. Marcus All played a big role in that. Danny Green played a big role in you know whenever Giannis tried to kick it out and, 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 and to uh, Chris Middleton and Chris Middleton being ass and Giannis played right. a big role. I definitely in agree with that. So, yep. I so it's not like he was like because you gotta think you about know, it in the series he went seven against Philly. Who the fuck on Philly supposed to be giving him buckets? But they went seven. I think the only person would have been not only in college Jimmy giving them buckets, but Jimmy was the primary Jimmy scorer that series. Buckets, bro. He was. He was. He was. Like, Jimmy actually had a, more, a very underrated playoff run there too. Will we be saying the same thing about Jimmy Butler that we say about Kawhi? The funny thing is, like Tyler, you said Jimmy had a very underrated playoffs that year. Yeah, he, was, he did. He led that team. Only difference is he didn't win. If he won, he probably would. He might have stayed in Philly. Now, my like I said, B had the talent that probably gave him the edge over a lot of those teams. But he won, like like Jimmy Butler, just being that guy, being a great basketball player, a dog. That's probably one of the best dogs of all time. I say. That's the dog that they needed, shit. But, you know, I hate that this turned into a Kawhi Snyder session, even though he kind of needed it. Uh, I said all that to say this. That nigga had four points in a closeout game in the fourth quarter. Or he had zero points in the fourth quarter. I believe it was zero. You're not going to see an outing like that. KD can go or lose. He's not going out like that. Even though I don't believe in the cut shit. Mhm. No lies. I don't even like the clutch argument because it's very selective. Like the way that they determine what clutch is now is stupid. The if way the they've been doing go- it is kind of stupid. This is a game about whether the ball go in the hoop. If the ball don't go in the hoop, the ball don't go in the hoop. Danny Green was wide open. The ball didn't go in the hoop. Plain and simple. Several times. Yeah. How many more? <laughs> but it's a game of will the ball go in the hoop? In clutch situations, sometimes the ball just don't go in the hoop. Once again, with Kawhi, that shot, a bounce away from not going in the hoop. A bounce away. <laughs> but uh, but to kind of, that's really all the way back to narratives. But yeah. So the Clippers didn't finish the job. They had all these things, the best team, the deepest team, the most dogs. And we learned quickly, dogs don't win you shit. They don't. They bring you shit. But regular season uh, front office awards, that's what it means. Yep. You win awards. They embarrassed Jerry West. They embarrassed him. Jerry West did that shit to himself, man. Jerry West did that to himself. When's the last time Jerry West made a mistake? Nigga, he won in seven. 
He made a bunch of them bitches. <laughs> I'm saying. You know, he put all his chips. He, you know, he holds some responsibility for that. But as much as faith as he put into them, you know, the Warriors ain't do that to him. The Lakers didn't do that to him. He did. He, he don't forget he made that Grizzly scene too. That's they didn't win shit, but he but made they did. the Grizzlies relevant. Yeah, them great grinders, man. Look, man. Point well, is that Grizzlies team had more grit than this Clippers team. Let's say that that Grizzlies team was a definition of it was another definition of dogs Niggas, don't win championships. Tony Allen Garden, goddamn Luca, Luca averaging twelve points. <laughs> Put Luca in the ankle lock. <laughs> put in Luca ankle lock. G. That's a scary sight. <laughs> yeah, I put some respect on. Uh, whoa, what was it, what was his saying? He was a uh, three time All NBA or something like that. All defensive team or something. He said shit. first team All Defense. He was the first one to yell out first team All Defense. That niggas. Then Pat Bev started yelling and kind of took the took the feeling away. Took the feeling away. Pat Bev first team All. I thought he was second team. Either way, but uh, but yeah, so the Clippers failed. So then going to the next round, Western Conference Finals, people start saying this Nuggets team is dangerous. They are the comeback kids. Who who's guarding Jamal Murray? As if we just did not just see James Harden and Westbrook get locked the fuck up. Now yes, Jamal Murray did some things. He he did some things. He's a he has moves. He can shoot. I would say I would say this. Other than the Heat, the Nuggets gave more fight than any other team. Cause a lot of those games was close. Really close. Mm-hmm. Really freaking close. Like that 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 was one series that could have easily went out of hand by the Lakers and could have been a seven game series. Like that AD shot is very important. To that, to that series. <laughs> they just keep it real. Like, if it's one thing about that Nuggets team, they never died. They never died. And I think the Lakers had to come back from a couple of those games. Yep. So, like, I give the Nuggets credit. They they actually look like dogs. They went out like some dogs. It's just the simple fact that you play, you come back from 3-1, 2 back-to-back rounds and think you're about to come out healthy reality was going to kick in eventually not to sit there i wished injury or wish the injury or thought injury was going to happen but something was going fatigue your body just saying hey bro this ain't it was eventually going to kick in <laughs> eventually and jamal murray started getting injured and Jokic started getting in stupid foul trouble stuff like that and that game five, just, it wasn't it no more. It was done. And also LeBron saying, I think LeBron guarding that man helped the cause too. <laughs> but but point is, there was no comebacks. None. None at all. Now, let's go to the finals. Now, let's just keep it real. There were a few people, a few I remember that said Heat in seven. After after the Jimmy Butler game two, I think people thought that the Heat was on, you know. 
Yeah. Wait, what what game was it that Jimmy Butler just got that fucking triple double and went crazy? Game three. He had he dang they had a triple double yeah, every other game. He dang they had a triple double every other game. Uh, he, yeah, because his his average for that finals now is a triple double. I believe. If if it's not, it's close. But uh, yeah. I think it was game three. Yeah, it was game three where he had that out of played out of his mind triple double. And then, oh, no, wait. It was game three. It was game three where he had that out of that mind triple-double. Then the next game, he was tied. Game five, he pl- he literally played his heart away. And then game six was like, gee, nothing he can do. But Running back th- next year. <laughs> Shit. Uh, but... <laughs> But point is, there were a few people that said, hey, that he could win this. He did seven. That's why I knew you niggas was grasping at on your pearls. Because you did not want reality to kick in. And like Thanos said, reality is often disappointing. Often is. But you niggas that said the heat in seven. And I remember plenty of you on Facebook. But I'm talking about niggas who get paid to talk about sports. He lied. He lied to y'all niggas. When y'all saw when them niggas when Bam and uh Drogic's body started exploding, that's why I knew, yeah. Nah. It should be it should have been in five. But Jimmy playing out of his rabbit ass mind made sure that series did not end up a sweep or a judgment sweep. That's the definition of dogs. Is this heat team. And there's a difference. These dogs know they roll. Yep. These dogs know they roll. Unlike a certain team in the West that got eliminated in the second round. They didn't know they rolls. They all thought we could get 20. No. Play a fucking role. Iggy played his role. Hero played his role. Stepped up and played his role on top of it. Duncan Robinson flopped his ass off. Played his role, but he was a dog. Uh, bam, played through a freaking, his shoulder was hanging off the bone, was a dog. Respect, where respect is given. That's a team full of dogs right there, my nigga. But, but when I tell you about narratives, now you niggas said, damn, this was such an easy road. It can't be an easy road. Y'all said they were going to lose every other round. The most hope y'all had for the Lakers was honestly in the finals. And some of y'all capped. So, what I'm trying to say, fuck y'all narratives, my nigga. Plain and simple. Now, yes, the NBA is a league based off narratives. That's how some of you guys think basketball, unfortunately. But my point is this. If you nar- if you want to sit there and talk narratives with me, nigga, we can talk about the goddamn we could talk about the Fast and Furious movie. That's a narrative. That's a story. We can talk about the Harry Potter books. That's a narrative. That's a story. We can talk about slavery. That's a narrative. There's some stories in there. Plenty of them. But if you want to sit there and talk basketball with me, 
and think you're about to sit there and try to speak ESPN narratives to me, I don't want to hear that. If you can't sit there and talk to me with some common sense and logic, don't talk to me. If Stephen A. Smith and Skip Bayless is your primary source for basketball, don't talk to me. Now, yes, will it lead to some stuff to talk about on this podcast? Yes, because fuck, we need stuff to talk about. Shoot, hell. But if it involves talking about the game, like Alan Iverson said, the game that I love, and you're trying to spew narratives and bullshit like that, I don't want to hear it at all. Plain and simple. But, hey, man, y'all got it, bro. Lakers are your 2019-2020 NBA champions. Possibly they could repeat. Who knows? But they told you guys, fuck y'all narratives. And like LeBron said, he wants his damn respect, too. He did that. Then he went home and sent Bronny to the gods. We don't know where Bronny is. We might not see that nigga until Space Jam 2. Hey. Hate to see it, man. You hate to see it, man. But uh, let's move on. Uh, let's just quickly recap the NBA season. What was you, what, what's our overall thoughts of how the season went? Overall thoughts? Y'all know mad, man. The bubble was for real hoopers. If you weren't no real hooper, you wasn't in the bubble, bro. Except for TJ Warren. TJ Warren was a <laughs> TJ Warren went from like me giving him the respect that I feel like he wanted and I fought for that nigga's respect to that nigga sitting there getting swept, bro. It hurt my soul. It really hurt my soul. Uh Tyler. Um, well, first off, I just want to say the NBA did a really, really good job, you know, can with doing the right thing and the proper thing of keeping the players and the you know staff safe from the whole COVID situation because everybody else thought they were just going to, you know, we're going to play the way we've been playing and everything's going to be fine. NFL is literally fighting for their lives right now. We don't know if they're going to finish the season for real, depending on how many more teams get attacked by this. So, you know, shout out to Adam Silver and everybody doing the right thing. Yeah, let's cancel the season. Yeah. Like, who got COVID? All right, cool. This nigga didn't play his black quarterback, and now that nigga ain't got no leg. <laughs> you don't get no fuck, man. You don't. Let's go all fun games until they be like, hey, Jerry, you go, you get out here and throw this ball. He so probably would. He probably would. He's going to die. He's going to die. <laughs> And he don't maybe, care. Maybe, just maybe, the Cowboys will actually see some type of pros- prosperity at some point. Just maybe. But um, overall, I, I definitely, even before COVID, I was enjoying the season a lot. A lot of good, you know, good moments, the highlights, and everything. Um, the bubble was just the bubble was busting from start to finish. The bubble was busting. Every game meant something, you know, at least to the teams that were, you know, actually making the playoffs. Every game meant something to them, more or less, you know, for certain teams. But like like Trail said, this is for real hoopers. If you if you wasn't about putting that ball in that hoop by any means, you wasn't meant to be there. 
Yeah, definitely co-sign with all you guys said. Uh, Pre-COVID, it's it's funny how you have to separate this season by pre-COVID and during COVID. It's like, literally, it's funny as hell when you think about it. But pre-COVID, like, it was a very fun season. Like, a very fun season. Like, it was the war of, we had the war of L.A. Uh, going on. We saw, like, the rise of, like, certain teams, the fall of certain teams. Uh, Giannis chase for the crown, which is laughable when you think about it. And just, like, you could sit there and argue this was the most, like, before and, and with during the bubble, the most fair season we legit had. Like, like I wouldn't say, like, even though, like, I still feel like the Lakers and Clippers were a different scale, and I'm going to add the Nuggets to that on a different scale of teams, but... But nobody was truly stacked. Yeah, no. nobody was truly stacked but the Clippers, according to everybody. The Clippers were stacked. Um, so... Didn't mean a damn. Yeah, yeah, Clippers was the only, like, near super team because... We we say near now because of we saw them fold under pressure, but and when they first was you know like unveiled, they were the favorite. And it's not like that's not it wasn't disrespectful to call them the favorite. They looked at that good as a yeah. you know not on paper yeah. as a team. I think as as they started as a team, they only got up for the Lakers. Yep, that's all good. And that was another thing. I was going to say about the Clippers, that team was not built to beat the rest of the league. That team was really being built to beat the Lakers, and they, just, they didn't even make it far enough to get to the Lakers. So. But my thing, that team was built to beat the Lakers minus, I mean, without AD. Because, like, at the end of the day, Montrez, they, they, he bullied Montrez every time, bro. Whoop Montrez's ass. Even then, he still whooping Montrez's ass. It was just nothing you could really do. And also, there was nothing you, they was going to be able to do with, with AD or LeBron themselves. It was just they, even with the rest of that team, the Lakers had a better bench considering, you know, how they overall, how they played. They were, the Lakers were the better defensive team. By the, by midseason, we started to see more or less what, what each team was going to be, really be about as far as matchups between the two. Yep. Yep. But, um, but yeah, like, it, I generally enjoyed the season. Uh, it was just really dope to just see, like, this, the rise of – like, the league is going to be in such a great place after LeBron retires, which is still unbelievable that LeBron might retire. <laughs> it's scary when you think about it. But, like, so much talent, so much young talent. Luka, the – oh, man. Hey, man, Luka. The rise of Luca was fun. If it was one thing I enjoyed thoroughly, that's a top three moment that was that doesn't involve LeBron, the Lakers, or the Clippers. It genuinely was Luca hooping niggas to the moon, hooping niggas to the moon. Uh, like I genuinely enjoyed that seeing uh, like the Celtics figure it out. Um, the rise of Giannis that was still fun. Uh, Slander and James Harden was just on a different level this year as well. Just the slander of James Harden uh, was just yeah, different. Harden and Giannis fucking rivalry was amazing, too. That was, too. That was also really entertaining. But the slander of Harden, like, I had a trending tweet 
because of slandering James Harden this year. <laughs> I had, like that tweet did numbers, numbers. Like I I haven't seen my Twitter go busting like that in a long time, and I like all I all because I said that nigga had that that nigga numbers was a two pack of ass. It was disgusting. <laughs> like I, I gotta find that tweet again, but I'm pretty sure James Harden saw that and blocked me. But um, but yeah, stuff like that. Like it was genuinely a great season, and I'm just happy. To see like where where we might go next year because literally we, uh, Katie and Kyrie's coming back, um, Clay's gonna come back, like players gonna come back healthy. You said what? The disruptor, Kyrie. The disruptor, uh, like it's like next season gonna be fun, but this season was really fun though. Like it was just really fun season, and then even with the bubble, like it was for Hoopers, and. It allowed us to see certain teams who really wanted it, uh, especially like the battle for the eighth seed. It still sucks, even though I knew the even if the Suns did make it, and they were probably gonna get swept. I just want to see Devin Booker have that moment, G. I just want like I like Devin Booker a lot as a player, and I want to see him prosper. It may it might he might not prosper until he's playing with AD on the Lakers in twenty twenty four. So. Who knows? But um But like I really want like seeing the Suns do their thing was really dope. Uh even though I was uh part of the anti Ja Morant hype train, seeing him fight in that final game to to try to stay in the playoffs was really dope too. I respect him for that. He still let CJ McCullum give his ass buckets. Great that like you shouldn't do that. The nigga didn't have a back. He he gave you buckets, my nigga. I saw it. I saw it. But like seeing the Suns do their thing, uh, Zion getting fat again within like leaving the bubble and getting fat again was probably the funniest thing ever. Zion getting undeserved praise when he absolutely didn't do shit. Oh, amazing. Hey man, he's he supposed to be next. He's supposed to be next, G. I don't think the NBA, and this is wild, but I don't think the NBA understands that a, 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 literally a white man is the next best player in the league. And I don't think the NBA understands that yet, though. And the funny and, thing is, Luka gets a lot of love from niggas, G. Yeah. Niggas rock with Luka. he hoops like a nigga. He really do. He hoops like he's been playing in Rucker Park his whole life. You can tell. Like, you can tell. Like, that's why he's been beating grown men over in Europe since he was freaking 13. <laughs> like that man can hoop. Like it's it's fine to accept. Like I'm I'm perfectly cool with Luca being the face of the league. But they've been hype but we've been seeing Zion dunk on little white boys since he was freaking fourteen. Yeah. Bro. So we gotta get the clip of when he was in high school. It was literally a dude probably probably the size of my sister. And he was legit. He was. Th- this was probably the most serious I've ever seen somebody try to guard him, and there was literally nothing that he could do. You should have seen his face. He didn't look scared of him. I respected him for it, but it was nothing you can do. That meant that you were literally grown- guarding a grown man. If I could find that clip, we got to put that on the YouTube channel. Oh, don't worry. It'll, it'll be on there. But like the Bless the rise heart. of Zion, even that one week, that first week when Zion came back was was fun. 
It was fun as hell until LeBron shut that shit down. Yeah. Even though those matchups were fun to see, though. That was a fun-ass matchup when LeBron shut that shit down. <laughs> LeBron was like, definitely did. hey, fat folks, not yet. Not yet. But the league is, this was a really fun league, fun time. Fun, very fun. Uh, shout out to the Nuggets for finally earning my respect. They finally earned my respect completely. Like, as like I believe in the Nuggets. It it's just still if Michael Porter Jr. isn't the one averaging twenty five next year, or at least twenty, I settle for twenty. I don't believe they're a true contender. They're a close contender, but they're not a true contender until Michael Porter Jr. is the leading scorer or he's averaging twenty. So that's that. But uh but yeah, so shout out to the season. Uh this is a smooth transition to our offseason predictions. As of right now, we do not know when the season started. February. We do not know. They saying February as of right now. But they still gotta work on that CBA. We still gotta see a free agency happen. Uh and they still need half time to do training camp and crap like that. So the draft is next month. Um very underwhelming draft, honestly. Uh but outside of like James Wiseman, LaMelo, what's that boy name? Uh Anthony Edwards. Who's who's the fourth dude they be hyping up? Is it that foreign nigga still? I think it's bro, the foreign nigga. Real, bro. I ain't gonna cap. It'll only probably be one team that keep they pick, bro. That's probably the fucking Warriors. Yeah. The Warriors, maybe the Bulls. More and more and more I don't see Giannis leaving. I'm hearing yeah, it's like Giannis. I don't think Giannis is gonna nowhere, but at this season at least, because yeah. just each thing I read, the Bucks are adamant about keeping him, and it's not like Giannis is out here screaming. Yeah, Giannis is not like out here screaming trade me or showing no signs of it. So it's not going to happen. But I would uh, say, as much as we're gonna talk about this in the coming weeks and stuff like that. I would say if Giannis stays, I definitely will respect him more than I respect almost any other basketball player. Because you, 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 at the end of the day, you doing it. If he stays, he doing out of pure loyalty to fucking Milwaukee, out of all places, and he he want competition. You know, that too. Because he can literally ring hunt literally any team Giannis go on, other than something he can go on fucking Phoenix and Phoenix become a favorite. Hey man, Devin Booker and Giannis is a scary sight. And that that's the crazy thing, right? He can go to Phoenix if they become a favorite. He can go to New Orleans and they actually become a favorite. This ain't got no fucking shooting. Like he can go he go to Miami, they most likely will win a championship. So like you can go to the Warriors. I don't think they win with the Warriors, but I think they'd be our favorite. So yeah. it, it, you know, it's just a it's a cool thing. Yeah, like they say, build around me. I don't want, you know, and they end up getting somebody like Bradley Beal, or they get Victor Oladipo, which I think won't move a needle, but it look good on paper. You know, they can do something. Oladipo's leg is hanging, is hanging off the bone. Oladipo G. said he gonna get a max when his contract comes up. He said that's what he hoping for as a max. He lied. That yeah. nigga leg is hanging off the bone. Nigga was ass. Like, bro, there was a point 
where I forgot that Victor Oladipo was playing in the bubble because, A, Malcolm Brockton was hooping and TJ Warren was hooping. And before Sabonis' foot exploded, he was doing well. So, he was forgettable. And that's and I like Oladipo. I like him. But, gee, if he isn't, if he isn't getting that leg checked out by the greatest of experts right now, he's doing himself a disservice. A huge one. A very huge one because his value is very freaking low. Like, very low. Because, like, if I'm the Pacers, it's like, you want to leave? That's cool. Because we still got baby Sabonis who I think in a perfect world, if he, if he becomes their best player, they're a way better team. Even though TJ Warren lost his bubble badge, he's still a very good score. He can make He could still give you between 15 and 30 a night. And Malcolm Brockton is freaking good. And the Bucks should have kept him. And now look at him. Trying to trade Eric Bledsoe. Yes, should have. <laughs> now nah, they trying to trade Eric Bledsoe. Don't nobody want the Eric Bledsoe garbage ass. Bro, giving Eric Bledsoe that amount of money is the worst thing you could have ever did as a franchise, bro. The worst thing that ever ha- happened to Eric Bledsoe was LeBron calling him, calling him a baby version of himself. That was the worst thing. Ever happened to Eric Bledsoe's career? Was LeBron saying, hey, he's a baby me. Honest, this man is first team all defense. I still, to this day, feel like that's one of the biggest pieces of cap ever. And that's and to me, that also just shows how the Giannis effect. <laughs> Who did he lock up? Oh, Who did he lock up? I need to know who did he lock up. And don't show me footage of him playing defense on Lonzo Ball. Because Lonzo's greatest uh, deficiency offense is himself. Then can't make a layup. So don't show me that. Don't show me him guarding freaking... um, Santoransky on the Bulls. He's ass. Don't show me him guarding Colin Sexton. He doesn't pass the ball. At all. Colin Sexton do not pass the ball. I just thought the, the entire team is literally mad at him for not passing the ball. Gee, Kevin Love walking off the court is a very underrated moment of this season. Bro, I was like, oh, said, fuck it, I'm hurt again. Sit me down. Because I ain't getting the ball nowhere. <laughs> like, Kevin Love getting mad because of that is a very underrated moment. And I felt so bad for Kevin Love. Like, Cleveland's doing that man so bogus for keeping him there, G. The oh, fact yeah, that yeah. Tristan, Tom- Tristan Thompson has a chance to get freedom. But Kevin Love doesn't. Kevin Love go to the Warriors. The Warriors come back to form. That would be a good look for them. Yeah, I can see Kevin Love to the Warriors. Kevin Love by trading, you know, other stuff. How much time does he have left on his contract? They gave that man an extension. Oh, yeah. Shit. I think he got three years. Damn. Oh, yeah. 
Well, thinking about it, I'm some type of name. Yo, I like that a lot. It just it only gonna work if only we know how motivated Draymond Green is. Oh, you expect Draymond Green to be on that Warriors team, bro. The Warriors fan base don't even like Draymond anymore. <laughs> they because he's because he's a clutch guy. The Warriors hate everything LeBron, so of course they're going uh, to not. everything LeBron. Literally, like. just competitiveness. Like, if them niggas don't really hate each other, the fuck do Steph Curry got to hate Bron for? The fucking Bron got to hate Steph Curry for? It's a fucking game. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. So, like, that, uh, like for me to think, like, especially they didn't have any, like, you know, they had shit-talking moments, but they didn't have any, like, oh, that's sports. Bitch. Like, no, nah, you know yeah, like it shows how literally Draymond big up big ups LeBron often. Yeah, no, I think Bron, I think Draymond gonna play with Bron before one of the seasons, bro. Hey, look, gonna, man. I'm not even gonna hold you, bro. Hey, look, bro. I ain't gonna cat put Draymond with this Lakers team. G AD gonna tell that nigga I don't have to guard centers no more. You guard him. Let me guard the weaker front court nigga. I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. You hate to see it. <laughs> Yo, defensive, that's scary sight, G. You can sit there and play a 2-3 zone. You're going to see either LeBron, Draymond, or AD right there, bro. <laughs> like, that's a scary sight. But, uh, mm-hmm. but yeah, but, uh, Shit, but, yeah, like. JaVale and Danny Green, Mike can work. Well, JaVale is going to be a free agent again, ain't he? He opted in. Oh. Look, well, J- JaVale's about to be a trade piece. So, right. like, whoever opts in. The only person who's not going to be trade pieces on that team other than the big two is fucking KCP because I think he could be the third best player on that team if they definitely get another superstar. What he already is, you know what I'm saying? He's the most consistent shooter. And he's very good on defense. I think Caruso doesn't get traded. And uh, the crazy thing is I think Torton Hucker, whatever the fuck man it is, I don't think he gets traded either. I actually think he's a because I was watching JaVale McGee's YouTube channel. Everything they say about that nigga, they say he next. Yeah. So who knows, man? Yeah, they protect him. Ron has, has a thing for uh for uh trading bench pieces that low key probably kind of good. So he do, but uh, but hey, who knows? But once again, I think. The Lakers is one organization. LeBron just does not have as much say as we think he do. He has say, but I don't think it's as much say as we want. Stop. The only place he didn't have as much say is in the fucking Heat. That too. He probably had more say on the Lakers when Magic was there. When Magic really wasn't doing shit. That nigga Magic. I think at the end of the day, they they he got more say on the fucking Lakers than than in Miami. Not even with the Magic. Yeah, Miami, they won't go. Because the only reason AD is a Los Angeles Laker right now is because he wants to play with LeBron, not because yeah. he wants to play with the Lakers. That too. Like the Lakers help, mm-hmm. but you know, like it's it's so the Brown Topic probably not basketball anymore. I don't know. I forget what the topic was said. I would like to say this: it was kind of cool to see Brown. I mean, AD fanboying over Brown G. That was really cool to fucking see throughout the whole entire season, bro. He fanboyed over that man. Like, and you can see it. You can see, like, Braun was like, all right, this man is a, a huge fan of me. 
I gotta respect it. So how they was always and they understood like that Lakers team shit like that the team that the Lakers had, that shit was crazy. Like they saw how what the bubble was gonna be for them and how like they how much they need a family. A B and Braun didn't leave the court without each other. That shit was wild. Yeah. Like even if one of them would do a post game interview, the other one would be sitting right there in the back waiting for them to get done, and they would leave off the court with each other. That shit yep. wild, bro. That's just that. I, that's why I think they probably go back to back, bro. Because how do you beat a chemistry like that? Yep. Exactly. Yep. So yeah. And it was a similar thing with with Wade and Bron. I mean, like they're Wade and Bron are legit brothers. Only difference was Wade's body was. You know, giving up on them during the, you know their run. I feel like if Wade was healthy during, the, if Wade was healthy when he was still in Miami, they probably would have stayed. They three peat. No, they three peat. I believe for sure. too. I believe they three peat. Like, if it's one thing about that series against the Spurs, I do not remember a du- a Dwayne Wade presence at all. The man body said, "I'm gonna show up for one game in Game Six, and then I'm gonna go back to sleep." That man used up. They called that man PTO Wade, G. <laughs> they called that man PTO Wade, G. <laughs> I won't ever forgive the internet for that, G. And then the, with LeBron and AD, their games themselves, like their games complement each other so well. It's almost like how you said, like when, when, um, when he, when they wanted to bring him over. LeBron, you know, in a way, he, you know, he took a step back for AD to prosper. He took that ma- he took a magic like route, and he's like, okay, I'm gonna be more of a facilitator while you be more of a scorer. Granted, LeBron was still, you know, getting his buckets in, because who's gonna stop him from getting his buckets? But it, if you watched any magic, any magic and Kareem games, there's some, you know, similarities there. Yeah, I definitely agree. Uh, but yeah, so like we're entering off season, so expect a lot of, uh, speculation. We already got the Chris Paul to the Lakers rumors, which trade machine wise is impossible until they update the player contract thingies. Uh, but even then it's impossible right now for the Lakers. They are in, they are in play to get somebody big because yeah. they're trying to get that Lowell Dane contract off their Yeah, they're, they're, they're doing things. But I think that's also the more to make it easier to get AD's contract to be how they want it to be as well. Uh, so the Lakers are doing things. Derrick Rose is also in the mix. Hey, look, bro. If LeBron can bring Chicago, Chicago niggas, Derrick Rose his ring. I think the goat. Hey, bro. Honestly, I think if LeBron James wins five, I think the goat conversation is not, not necessarily over. Is it, it? It 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 will restart back up. It will restart I, back I up on a different. I level. think you can't you can't look at him and say, "All right, no, there's no way," because then that man has been. That would say he would be at eleven finals. He won what five out of eleven, which is not fucking bad whatsoever. The fact that he went to that many more times than anybody in his era, that's the one thing in the conversation that I do have. You have to give him credit for. Nobody stopped him from going to 11 straight finals. Nobody. He went to eight straight. But, uh, I mean, eight straight, but 
And but what is it? Eleven altogether? It's ten altogether. Yeah. Ten altogether. It's, still, yeah. it's like that's still amazing. That's something that you know we could all sit here and say, and it probably could have been true that Jordan would have went to you know, 10, 11, maybe 12 finals if he uh, wouldn't that, have retired that, that many times. I was to become a Jordan hater, bro. Hakeem taking one. He Get was. Yeah, I, it's a, it's a, he was going to take one. It's an honest debate that the Rockets would have took at least one. It's an honest debate. Because trying to four-peat is freak. Look. <laughs> it's hard as hell. It's hard as hell. You see why he retired. Retired the first time. He was exhausted. Which he is, was exhausted. Which is, yeah, which is really smart. He was fucking exhausted. I think that this uh, was a really smart decision to say, I'd rather rest my body for two years to play in the minors than to, to go against that African nigga that's on the wall. So, yeah. Exactly. Like, so it's like, it's still certain arguments that argue against it, but it's a lot that still LeBron has on the table that's like, okay, you know, he does have this over him. It's a strength of schedule situation for that nigga, too. I'm not calling the OGs garbage, but I'm saying, like, who the fuck checking Jordan? There was a horrible nobody. lack of shooting guards. Like, nobody checking Gordon. The people who checked, the people who were able to even compete with that nigga probably wasn't even in the league no more. And then he didn't have, they, they didn't go, because people stuck to the, people stuck to the brand of Gordon. That's why defense was so fucking ass back then. People stuck to the brand of guarding my position. Yep. And also, uh, and shout out to OGs that are very honest. I respect OGs that are very honest. So shout out to uh, my man's J.R. Bain. He said Jordan literally played a role in why a lot the league is what it is today. You couldn't, they got rid of hand checking. You couldn't guard niggas how you was able to guard niggas. Certain defenses were illegal. You had to double team with a specific way. Like Jordan, the league changed the game for the, so Jordan can benefit. But people don't want to admit that. Like when people say the league is soft true. today. All facts. Like people say the league is soft today, but it's like Jordan played a role in the league softening up. It's like at the end of the day. You can call it soft, but at the end of the day, if you have to fucking punch somebody in the fucking throat so they won't score a ball on you, it doesn't make sense. You suck. You fucking suck. Exactly. You, you like, play you out suck. players like Kawhi Leonard who don't even have to fucking touch you, but apparently your ass only got 13 fucking points by the end of the game. What did that tell you about that nigga's defense? You got <laughs> locked up. Like, like imagine somebody like Kawhi being able to touch you. And they're going to grab your arm and literally, you're not moving. Hold you in place. Imagine somebody like AD who arms is longer than his whole fucking body, able to to grab you out the air during a fucking layup. My nigga, imagine Dwight Howard fucking touching you in general. (laughs) He gonna die. (laughs) He gonna die. Even right now with Dwight skinny, bro, that's a big ass nigga. It is. And once again. God forbid LeBron able to do to niggas what he's able to really do to niggas. God forbid if they stop the they, they stop the Bron charges. Like what if Bron just really ran into niggas? Just that really nigga averaging forty. Into, <laughs> he gonna average a smooth forty just by driving to driving in niggas. Just walk through a nigga. 
Like y'all get our point though. Y'all y'all understand our point. Exactly. <laughs> like it's a lot of stuff. And then it's like you, like going back to the point. Like you could say that this air generation is soft all you want, but it's a lot of it's it's more intangibles to it than you know just the physicality of the game. This generation, the this the past twenty years has gotten way more athletic than the past generation we are literally and talented like bro like there's a t- the talent wave has shifted dr- drastically like it's a lot of the we can if we if we had the time on the show right now we could probably go find at least 10 players that would be valuable players on any team back in the 90s and 80s y'all all will be a fucking three-time mvp yep <laughs> <laughs> hell, like, put, put, bro, put Westbrook, in the 80s. put Westbrook and Harden in the 80s. What are you doing with that? Steph Curry, nigga, you know how press motherfuckers got to be to guard Steph Curry before he got to get past the half-court line? You thought they would have, they attacked Jordan. They're literally going to full-court press Steph Curry at the at the half-court line and stomp him out. Like Thompson and get the ball back. Fucking... Just so that he can't shoot. Clay Thompson, because he, because imagine this, how fucking talented some players are, and they not even top fifth fucking fifteen. Clay Thompson don't even have to dribble the fucking ball to be effective. Man, yep. with an average sixty off three pointers, and, and there throws. was still a lot of niggas in the eighties, eighties, and a little bit of nineties who only dribbled with one hand. I would like to say this again: Clay Thompson don't have to fucking touch a ball. <laughs> Bro, let me find this meme because. I've been thinking about it ever since we ever since we started the podcast. It was a meme that I saw earlier. It's a picture of Jordan like back in the eighties playing the Wizards and they talking about some of that man was being guarded by a congressman. This dude, I swear let me find it. I'm, I'm throwing Look, it in the group chat. I'm not I, gonna say was, niggas in the eighties were congressmen and shit, but they they the a nigga who's probably plumbers, bro. Some of them were plumbers. Uh, somewhere. Janitors. Janitor level. But not everybody was is as talented as they are today. This is one video that y'all can look up on YouTube saying like, "Yo, yeah, the '80s, '90s defense was ass," and then it's just literally Jordan running through the lane, not using his strength, but literally the lane is open because people don't people play man to man. Zone was illegal. <laughs> Zone defense was illegal. Wait, what? Like, was it really illegal? You can. I think. It was a point like this goes back to how the league adjusted the rules to benefit Jordan, but uh, I forgot when, and we'll probably discuss it on a podcast on a, a later podcast during the, since we're in a deep off season uh, evolution of the game because that's something I would love to talk about. But uh, I believe zone was outlawed at some point. I forgot when, but zone defense was outlawed, so you couldn't run a zone defense in the NBA. In college, yes. But in the NBA, you could not run his own at some point. And then it was just, you also couldn't, it was certain ways how you could play double teams as well. And it was just certain ways how you had to be a certain amount of people on a certain side of the court. It was a lot of stupid rules on how to play defense. Yeah, 
sense. Yeah, so it was like, in ways, it was just, and, and like, I know, and it's like one video where I was just watching, where it was just Jordan going crazy. Some of them niggas just panicked. Because <laughs> they didn't know what to do. It was just like, some dude, it was just like poor defense in terms of, why are y'all panicking? Niggas running into each other. Like, it was like niggas, I think it was a Jordan game one of uh, highlight film niggas showed after LeBron passed the shot, passed the ball off. And I'm like, that's good, to, that's dope that Jordan made these shots. But some of these niggas' defense was horrible in terms of just like, oh, damn, he's he's running up the court. What we do? It's Jordan. Oh, let's run into each other. Oh, okay. Jordan, like, thank you. Let me get to my spot. Mid-range. Thank you. They always, if there is some recency bias, but like, bro, Jordan was in a fucking league of his own. Just like when Magic Johnson was on the fucking court, he was in a league of his own. Just yep. like when Larry Bird was on the court, they were in a league on their own. Just like when Will Chamber was on a fucking court, he was inhuman. Like, at that time, it was like nobody could depend on him. But this is not necessarily like saying Bron is unlucky. But there is, like, literally, there is somebody like fucking KD who can literally, one of his signature moves is a goddamn walking pull up. Well, fucking three. <laughs> no dribble to set it up. Nothing. He's going to walk and pull up a fucking three. Because he's just better than everybody. And yeah, you're helpless. There's nothing you can really do. <laughs> Clay don't have to dribble. Steph Curry is illegal in three states. That was one team at one point. confused as in the why is he just standing around by the three why is he just dribbling by the three point line why why is he pulling oh, up the court? Screen, picked on them like oh, I, I ain't gotta chase after him bro why they up by 30 like, like, <laughs> that's it this shit's different bro it's just a, it's an entirely different league like talent wise that's why i feel like the talent pool in the league is a lot deeper than it was back then. It's a huge difference. Like almost everybody in the league could today, and I know like it's a more athletic league, but like almost everybody understands the game of basketball now. It wasn't niggas just out there who who played and like that nigga always reads the rule book every time before you go to sleep. He do. Every like literally, I I believe James Harden looks up the rule book before the season starts and be like, "Okay, how can I bend these to the max?" Especially the foul section. I think James Harden can read us the foul section of the of the rule book to the T. It's scary, it's scary when you think about it. But but yeah, so let's end the basketball section there. Uh. But yeah, so NBA offseason, we still got a lot to talk about. Uh, 
once the YouTube channel gets busting, me and Daytro will do live watches of old, memorable NBA moments or classic NBA games. Or, and we do plan to cringily watch the Detroit Pistons of the early 2000s beat people. Yes. You know how boring that sounds? That's boring. I don't look forward to that. Hitting a half with a score of 19 to 20. <laughs> field goal percentage is going to be filthy as hell. Field goal percentage is going to be and a smooth. They struggle to get that 19. They struggle. Niggas going to be shooting 20% from the field. And niggas say, that's good defense. No, nah, nigga. <laughs> no. <laughs> that's not good defense. So what, Jay? I don't even think Jeff Van Gundy was on commentary, but if he was, he probably would have been. No, nah, he was coaching. He was still coaching there. <laughs> oh man, like it's no way in hell. Like, like that was a early two thousands is cringy. A lot of cringy basketball, cringy as hell. But is that's gonna be the fun part about what we're gonna do this off season, G's for you, for you guys. Like, literally, you're going to see my face live just watching freaking the D- Ben Wallace just stop niggas, like, to stop niggas from rebounding while being 6'7 with an afro. Yeah, I'm just going to be disappointed. It's going to be disgusting. Rasheed Wallace sitting there making freaking corner threes. <laughs> it's just, everything's just going to be funny. But... Let's go ahead and get to wrestling. Uh, we're going to recap the WWE draft that has finally occurred. Uh, we're going to how this is how we're going to do it. We're going to talk. I'm a list who's on the roster now plus changes, and we're going to say what was the good and the bad. So, uh. I like to talk about SmackDown first because I like the changes they made, honestly. But um, let's go ahead and start. So for the men drafted to SmackDown, we got Roman Reigns, Sami Zayn, Seth Rollins, Daniel Bryan, Kevin Owens, Jay Uso, Aleister Black, Apollo Crews, Otis, Murphy, Callisto, uh, Lars Sullivan, King Corbin, Shorty G. For the women, you got Bailey, Sasha, Bianca, Carmella, Natalie, Nat- Natalia, Billy Kay, Tamina, Zelina Vega, Tag Teams, Street Profits, Shinsuke Nakamura and Cesaro, Dolph Ziggler and Robert Rude, Rey Mysterio, what the Mysterios in the Riot Squad. Uh, so yeah. Thoughts on SmackDown? Um, it's the Roman Reigns show till further notice. That's, that's for sure. But um, I like the moves that they made. It mirrors the 2016 Raw roster and SmackDown roster, similar like how they had it, you know, a couple years ago. You know, just everybody's roles have changed. Um. SmackDown's main event scene is, is going to be interesting going into 2021 because obviously, like I said, you know, Roman that belt's not coming off Roman for a, for a minute, for a while. But 
you know, I like the fact that they're still building up Big E. We still have Daniel Bryan. You could throw Seth into the mix. Seth is actually interesting because I didn't ex- really expect him to get sent over to SmackDown, but I think it'll be it's a good change of face for him. Um, it seems like Buddy Murphy is going to probably be a bigger part of the um their mid card scene, considering he just turned uh he just turned face. The tag scene is still it's kind of in a reset for both brands, I would say. I ain't mad at that. Uh, Daytra, your thoughts? Uh, for me, I just think the, the drive... I don't think the drive was, was necessarily bad. I just didn't think it was as good as all the other drives. You know what I'm saying? I didn't like how it was... I don't like how it went. Like, saying... saying uh, Roman is the... Uh, Saying Roman is the um the number one pick, it's kind of like you don't have to say that because it necessarily don't fuck with anything. Exactly. But if you get somebody like Daniel Bryan the number one pick, it's like all right, SmackDown popping. You know what I mean? Because yeah. that means you right. automatically place Daniel Bryan on a higher plane than him just being a nigga who got drafted in a such and such round. Because mm-hmm. then. You know, I understand why you say. I understand why you say, yeah, he should be the number one pick because he is the biggest star, and it's showing like a motherfucker right now. Yep. But at the end of the day, it still felt like it don't mean shit if you know what I mean. Yeah. So, you know, me personally, I can do without like you know naming people that that you already know that's gonna stay on the brand. The only surprises was probably like fucking New Day. And they whole split up situation, but um, other than that, it's kind of like I that was really the biggest storyline of the draft to me. Yeah, yeah, but I wasn't shocked by it because no, I wouldn't either. They out, I think they outgrew each other. As long as they didn't have some weird ass breakup. Yeah, I'm. I'm. That's that's honestly the best thing was wasn't forcing a a heel turn out of one of them. Which would have either been Big E or would have been most logical if you did pull that angle. But clearly they want to him to be the, the big face of SmackDown. Which is perfectly ideal uh, right now. Because Roman is the big heel of the company <laughs> at this point. But uh, like I'm just glad like they did it in a way that worked for both parties. Like Kofi and Xavier is still going to be like the new day regardless they still going to be a very dominant tag team and i feel like it also is going to just like we're, we're going to see that slight reunion happen at the royal rumble when all three pop up in the ring and it's going to be that fun little new day moment we're, we're going to love to see so man i don't even think they're going to be completely split up for for very long i would say i would give them about a year and a half they'll probably be back on the same brand. Yeah, just see where it goes. Like, you know, like, just see where it goes. Like, I'm just glad they did it in a wholesome, healthy way instead right. of the... They didn't need them to turn on each other. And yeah, yeah, without no logical reason or at least teases of it happening and stuff. So I'm actually glad they did it this way. But uh, 
but yeah, like pretty much what SmackDown did, I like based off people they drafted or at least kept. You pretty much gave people you could just throw at Roman between now and when you feel like Big E's ready. In a way, like I don't like I, said, I don't see the belt coming off Roman anytime soon, but I'm sure the ideal situation, the perfect situation is Big E takes the belt off of him, even if it's for a transitional period of like, here's your moment, big nigga. Uh, but just know Roman's going to beat your ass the next night or the next pay-per-view. You feel me? So, like, I'm like, so I'm genuinely not mad at all about how, uh, about how Raw, I mean, SmackDown's looking men's on the men's side of things. Women, at first, I wasn't happy with how the, how the, what, which women they drafted, but mainly because I was like, who the hell are you going to use to build up Bianca Belair? Because clearly Bianca she's the Belair. big star. Like you're getting vignettes. They believe in you. Each time there's a battle royal type situation, she looks like one of the baddest. I don't want to call her a big because she's a black queen, but one of the baddest women in the ring. Consistently. Even when she gets eliminated, it's like, oh, okay. like, damn. But she had a strong showing. Like, even Battle Royale this past Monday, she looked good. She looked like a legitimate threat. So, overall, I'm, for me, it's just like, okay, like, I don't think the Bailey-Sasha thing's ending anytime soon. Uh, Like, Carmella, come on now. Natalia, that's somebody nice to throw at Bianca Belair, yeah. Billy Kay's the jobber. Unfortunately, and I feel like Zelina Vega is going to fade at, fizz out because she's to me at best in a manager role. And Tamina's Tamina. I still feel like they should have kept Lacey Evans on SmackDown. I feel like that was been the, like, and I'm a Lacey Evans, one of the very few Lacey Evans fans in probably the wrestling community, but that's somebody who in a if you're trying to help build somebody up that's somebody who I wouldn't because I still don't know whether she's going to be a hill or face probably a face but if you're going to build up a face I wouldn't mind throwing a Lacey Evans at some at her for like to have a nice little mid-card few build it up and then you could probably throw in like because once again the situation is going to really dictate on who wins the lim- uh who wins the hell in the sale between Bailey and Sasha? Mm-hmm. Because she might have a few with Bailey would make the most sense if Sasha wins. But who do you like you gotta have some something consistent for her to get a streak going. Because I kinda feel like Bailey is coming out of this match though. I, I don't me too. Know, I don't really see them it, it's like you could put the belt back on Sasha, but it don't make. I feel like it's meant for Bailey to win this feud. Yeah, it's like I think because I feel like if Bailey wins, she's probably injuring Sasha, so just so Sasha could legit be out until the Royal Rumble. Then you can actually work with something. Then, but. Right. I just feel like they could have added. This is where I feel like this is where the situation comes in. The NXT roster should have been involved. Because Rare Ripley is not doing shit 
over there. Dakota Kai isn't doing nothing over there. It's a couple women you could have brought up just to at least be pieces you can either a build up or use to help build up other people that you want to build up. So at least thicken up the roster. So that's just me looking at it, but that's my own uh, thoughts. What's up? Uh, no, nothing like uh, your thoughts on the women uh, on the women's side of things. For SmackDown. Uh, for SmackDown. Well, I think the, the women's side was, um, I will say I rock with Bianca Bella. I hate when they separate couples. I really hate that. But since they all in one space, I don't think it matters that much. But I don't, you know, I understand that it creates a story thing in which you got to have a couple dynamics. So, like, say, for instance, if a tag team has a manager that's a woman like how Salida Vega was, you got to bring in Bianca Bella because you can't just let this woman destroy, you know, woo, woo, woo. but I hate that, you know, the cup, when couples get split up, because it just seems weird, you know what I'm saying? Um, uh, but I think Bianca Bella would be coming out of a winner out of this. Well, is Charlotte on Raw, right? Yeah. Okay, Charlotte comes back, RP to Oscar's reign, and she's supposed to come back soon. Um, but people, I think somebody like probably like Liv Morgan, Ruby Rose, something will happen in order for the, or I'll, honestly, Shannon Baszler probably would be propped up after this, even though they tag team looking really good right now. Uh, I got <coughs> the Sasha and Bailey stuff. It's really good. Selena being on SmackDown is good. Even though I think she would have still been better used to serve, you know, going against Oscar, but I just could see matches with Selena and Sasha and, and Bianca Bella and Bailey, and really, really getting happy, you know. So stuff like that. Um, I, I I like it. I don't think it really hurt anybody, other than like women tag teams and stuff like that. But that shit is in the regardless. I don't even know if that belt still gonna be a thing after a while. The main thing with that belt, I think they just need to legit, you know, they say it can be defended across uh, NXT, Raw, and SmackDown. The problem, like, when you when you literally gave that stupid incentive of breaking up the Iconics, and I think, and the funny thing is, they I think they put Peyton Royce in a tag team just past week on Raw, so... Yeah, it made no sense. It, it, at that point, it made no sense to separate them. Like you had, like you had the icons being a legit tag team. You have the Riot Squad being a legit tag team. Okay, cool. Uh, we know down the line, Sasha and Bailey's going to kiss and make up down the line. So you know they're going to get the, another title reign. Uh, so and then, like you had Alexa and Nikki Cross, but once again, you, they could kiss and make up, shit like that. Uh, and you broke up Lana and Natalia before they even got a legitimate shot, I believe. So, and then like with NXT, you get, you have so no so many women not doing anything where you could build a couple up to be a legitimate tag team. So right, really, they should have kept because they they took um, Mercedes Martinez out of Retribution. 
I feel like they could have kept her with Mia Yim, and they could have been a winner. Well, I think it's because I think they're going to put Chelsea Green back in that place, honestly. But uh, oh. that's that's why at least why I well, think still, that could be still be a pairing they could throw in the tag team. For exactly, that's another pairing. Also, like, what I felt was stupid because I guess you want to take New Day away from Biggie, but why would you give New Day those belts and then have just him and my, you know? Oh, so Bianca and Bella and them wasn't separated. My bad. Yeah, I they mean, together. That's yeah, why I was like, they switched belts on. Yeah, on they Raw, they literally just switched belts on Raw. Stupid. That's why I was confused. <laughs> That's what was stupid. It's Naomi. It's Naomi and Jimmy that got split up. But like you said, since they're all in the same buildings, technically, it's not it really don't really split. matter. Uh, like. Uh, that's uh, my bad for spewing misinformation, so we try not to do on this pod, but that shit's yeah. so fucking stupid when they switch those belts. That pissed me off because the tag. Yeah, team, that was just lazy uh, writing because now that you give the new day, you know, their 10th reign. Them niggas dig you, just get a free 10th reign. <laughs> they got it easy. Or you could have just had the new day did whatever. Like, I really would have preferred if they had both teams drop the belt since they were switching brands and then do a tournament for both brands or something like that. Yeah. You know, I'm I'm cool with, like, single titles carrying over, but, like, the tag team stuff is so weird to me. Yeah, that's why I was wondering beforehand how are they going to do it. But I think the Street Profits are dropping their belt soon. I, anyway, I think they're going like, to end up dropping them back to Shinsuke okay. and, and Cesaro. They drop it. What'd you say? I can you hear you. Who would they drop their stuff against? Back to Shinsuke and um, Cesaro. Uh, but then, why would you, if you drop it to Shinsuke and Cesaro, why would you take the belts off them in the first place? Cause it felt well. I felt like on either brand they might have been really taken off of them because they they were against. They either needed better, more opponents to freshen up the um, you know, their tag run, or they were just gonna take it off them and just have them maybe do a back and forth view or somebody, somebody new. I don't know, man. It's just I just think taking the belt off the people is just stupid. Yeah, I get where you're coming from, but. Let's go over to the raw side of things. So, Raw pretty much has and kept Drew McIntyre, Bobby Lashley, uh, R Truth, AJ Styles, The Fiend, Randy Orton, Braun Strowman, Matt Riddle, Jeff Hardy, Keith Lee, Ricochet, Elias, Sheamus, Angel Garza, Humberto Carrillo, Drew Gulak, Tucker. Dabble Kato, Titus O'Neil, Akira Tazawa, Riddick Moss, Arturo Ruas, and Eric. Which I'm assuming just I'm gonna just say that's the uh what you'll call it. The Viking Raiders. So Yeah. Um and then for tag teams, the New Day, Hurt Business, The Miz, John Morrison, Retribution, and Lucha House Party. Thoughts. And on women's side of things, Asuka, Charlotte. Naomi, Alexa Bliss, Lacey Evans, Nikki Cross, Peyton Royce, and Lana. Uh, so my immediate thoughts, they did add some heels for Drew McIntyre to fight with Braun Strowman, The Fiend. Sheamus. And Sheamus, 
which I think him and Sheamus, Sheamus and Drew might be a slapper of a match in terms yeah, of niggas. They've already been teasing it. Yeah, like just two niggas who's going to beat the hell out of each other. Uh, it's just going to be hilarious. Um, but the biggest L is a very, very, very horrible women's locker room for Oscar to fight. Because the main oh, thing, oh. like outside, okay, outside of Charlotte Flair, who's we don't know when she's coming back. Shayna, not it's soon, but somebody should take the belt off of Oscar before Charlotte get that belt back as well. Depending That's the problem. Who, who's taking that belt off? Because Shayna and Nia Jax are still the women tag team champs. You can do it in a plethora of ways. You know what I'm saying? The dog Oscar can lose the belt off of bullshit. But not bullshit in the way of let's make these niggas mad, but bullshit in the way of we do a multi-man match and mm-hmm. somebody get the, the the victory. You can like, bro, you can break up this Shayna shit. Like this Shayna Nia Jack stuff can be broken up easily by just Nia Jack saying I don't fuck with her. Which he openly admits all the time. You put the tag belts on though. You take you put the tag belt on Ruby Ryan and live. Or Mandy Rose and Dana Brooke. Hell no. Ruby Ryder lives. <laughs> that too. But like when you when you That's who I you took away the iconics, you fucked up the women's tag division. Yeah. When There's you no reason to break Shana, them up. When you didn't give Shayna that W against Bengal, you fucked up the women's raw uh division. Like you fucked that shit up. It was easier to fix the women's raw division now, but the raw women's division, I mean, but like that tag division is damn it, and like that shit's almost apparent. Like you can't repair that shit, and then she just started calling motherfuckers up. Yeah, that's the thing. Which or I just that was and yep. we can't. And it's like, why the fuck do we gotta rely on call ups for them to actually? For them to actually be like, all right, this can work. You just you broke up teams for no reason, unless it was something backstage that we didn't know about. So we had they had to break them up. Which was kind of cap because the big word on the streets was, oh, Vince McMahon believes in Peyton Royce. Well, why is Peyton Royce back in the tag team? What you would have done unless if- you unless you you know use this as a way for Peyton Royce to. He did gain heel heat, but nobody fucking likes Lacey Evans in a kayfabe way. Or for you to gain face, but the way that the Iconics broke up, Peyton Royce came more out like the heel. Oh, fucking no, bro. Um, I would say, like, just like the raw stuff and, like, the women's division, I don't know who that belt gets taken away from. I think if you're not going to give it to Nia or. Shana. On the perfect world, Charlotte don't come back and fucking squashes Oscar. Um, Which is my biggest fear. It most likely will happen. It's my biggest fear too. But they still have but, Naomi. They got Naomi in the dress. Naomi, so they could still Naomi's coming off injury. Team. She's she coming off injury. Oh yeah, she did just come off that procedure. Uh, but they said it was something minor though. It's not something that's holding her back completely. Yeah, but yeah, Naomi yeah. can't be no heel. <laughs> she also can't be a heel. That's true. 
Exactly. Like oh, your no, whole like gimmick is said, like, the light, having, nigga. Her, you have her winning some type of multi-man match or something like. That. Which is the only way, but. But then again, Asuka got to get that fucking rematch. So. Exactly, and. I like Naomi. Very talented. And we're... Look. I'm sorry. There's no believable way. Like, the only one... Like, if if you want to make it a one-on-one, and you can still make Asuka look strong, since Alexa Bliss is connected to the Fiend, she already got supernatural abilities now. That's the only way somebody can take it off her where it's like... Oscar still looks strong. Yeah. So that's a safe pick. And then it's just when Charlotte pops up and be like, Charlotte just gonna sit there. I don't give a fuck about this magic. <laughs> I don't care about these demons. I'm Charlotte Flair. I'm taking my belt back. And then we get and then prayerfully we get Oscar versus Charlotte at WrestleMania and Oscar gets gets her win against Charlotte. I don't want that. Um, I think best bet for that is, say for instance, how you make that story, Charlotte somehow gets that belt back. Rare Ripley wins the Rumble. Rare Ripley beats Charlotte. Because you could, you could create that story. A rare, I think Rare Ripley is the next big call-up. I think she is a future women's champion. She got raw written all over her. Uh, so I, I like somebody like Io Shirai is gonna be very hard to book, just like how hard Oscar is to book correctly. Yeah, you just and have two it just it helps that Oscar has was able to use her person, or let her her swagger. I won't say personality. Her her charisma swagger prosper. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So, Io Shirai is going to be kind of weird. Even though I say we still need that Io Shirai versus Sasha Banks. No freaking, you know, uh, no bogus, uh, like, what the heck you got club? Like, Dusty Fishes and stuff like that. Um, but I think really Rare, Rare Ripley could be the one to beat Oscar. Fuck. Oscar could probably have a long ass time to reign to Mania. I don't. I don't think WWE is dumb enough to have Oscar lose against Charlotte again. Just and Charlotte is the one throwing the Oscar side. I think that'd be stupid. Mm-hmm. Just like how Oscar is the one throwing in fucking Becky's side, and just how like Becky is probably the one throwing in like fucking Bailey's side, or but Bailey is the one throwing in Sasha Banks' side and, and shit like that. So, but Sasha Banks probably won't throw it in Charlotte's side. One big ass circle. Um, but yeah, I, I just don't want to see that again. But all in all, I don't know. This shit might affect Drew in a way of he ain't got that much competition. Uh, his He might be dropping that belt soon to somebody. Dropping it to Randy might be smart. Yeah. In the long run, but if he beat if he beats him in this match, though, I don't think he's dropping it. Though he's, it's nobody no, really drop it to. If he beats Randy, if he beats Randy in this match, Randy ain't seen that title yet. But I think they should have bid gave 
I think they say a big game Randy that belt from Drew. It probably would have been a little bit too early, but Randy Legend Killer revamp was so fucking good mm. that putting that belt on him would have made it a little bit better. Yeah. Um, Even if it's like for what? a quick one, two month reign and Drew yeah. gets it back. Yeah, yeah that's why been. I initially thought they might have were going to do at SummerSlam. But I, like I said, I understand why he didn't do it. Yeah. Because uh, you want you want Drew to be your guy for the future, so you you keep it. I think he probably wrestled. No, nah, there's rumors that Wade Barrett probably wrestled this nigga, bro. I'm not uh, believing that. Wade Barrett. They want to see. They want to see. They they said they wanted to see if they can do like a UK show for them since they're both from the UK and everything. I think it can eventually happen, but it's going to be somewhere down the line, probably. Yeah, and then you call Walter up and have a UK-ass three-way? Ooh. Yeah, I would definitely. That was slap. I just need Walter to just chop the sh- somebody's chest in, G. That's all I need. That's all I need. Uh, Walter Walter probably be making a move soon, too, because um, he probably loses belt to Droganoff soon. Um, so who knows where Big Walt going to go? Because he just took his first loss to Droganoff at NXT UK. I know people still forget that's the show, but they finally back. Um, and Pete Dunne was fucking jacked. Um, and he's, but he's still wearing a fucking singlet, so. Okay. Also, we still got to remember we have the ongoing, you know, money in the bank fiasco going on. I still feel oh, like they're yeah. taking it off hey, of Otis. Otis wins that fucking belt off of Drew McIntyre through the buddy in the bank. Trust oh. me that Otis run better not be more than two weeks. It better not reach a full TV week. Oh, my God, bro. Ugh, I don't even want to think about that. I don't hate Otis, but I damn shit don't like him, so... Keep that fucking gut away from him. Giving him the money in the bank was the worst decision ever. Yeah, they regretting it now because there's nothing you can do. He can't touch Roman. Like, I can't stress this enough. If he comes out, Roman is beating him upside the head with the contract. And then taking the suitcase. Not and saying he's money in the bank. They split up Tucker and fucking Otis. Just to have Otis help Tucker in a fucking match. Yep. But I would say this. Maybe long term. This might this is a hot take. I think long term Tucker has a a better long term future than Otis do. Tucker got Marty Janetti. It's over. (laughs) He He got Marty Janetti. He He just ain't get thrown through a fucking window yet. He said this nigga got Marty Janetti. What's yeah, nigga said? Nobody gave a fuck about Tucker when he was going when Otis was doing that shit with Mandy Rose. I definitely agree. I definitely agree. But also, Marty let's keep it real. I think Tucker kind of was a good uh, mouthpiece for Tucker. I mean, Otis at times. Bro, what do Tucker has different from any other nigga his size? In fucking NXT, in fucking the old NXT, and other Tucker is generic as shit. 
You can't. I definitely think if they gonna keep him solo, they should repackage him at, at some yeah, point. Yeah, fuck, repackage that nigga or switch that nigga out with Killian Dane or something. That look like, like. <laughs> that would be a good tag team. Tucker and Dane, like, cause Tucker has a motorcycle gang look to him, so. <laughs> Tucker's fucked. Y'all just hate said. What's that's why I said it's a hot take, nigga. Damn. 10, 20, 20, 20. Nigga, remember this on the podcast on this day. I'm laughing in advance when they say they release Tucker. Ha, 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 Hey, AEW Darky go, man. And I'm not laughing <laughs> in advance and, like, I'm happy to see Tucker leave because, honestly, I think the dumbest thing they ever could have did was break heavy machinery up because that was another true tag team. Yeah. And now... Tucker is on an island of his own, and Otis don't got the biggest fucking hype behind him no more either, so makes no fucking sense. So I feel like they should they should still take it off of him somehow, some way. They, they take it off John Morrison, man. Make no fucking sense. Either John Morrison, the Miz, AJ could still possibly take it off of him. I just AJ? Just give it to somebody other than him. AJ? No, because Otis is still on SmackDown, so it'll have to be somebody on SmackDown. But then again, it got to be somebody who's a threat to Roman. So you could probably give it to, like, KO or something. But KO's not a heel. But, yeah. I feel like the bank is going to Raw somehow. Isn't it's going to Ross. No, they need that bitch on SmackDown. They need somebody to. Especially if he keeps popping up the way he has. The reason I say he's going to SmackDown is because of how fucking dominant Roman is right now. And he looking like a you need a money in the bank to probably get him off his game type of guy. Like a, a Rumble win. Even though I think it's destined for Big E to beat Roman at Mania this year. Uh, uh, I don't know. I don't. Think. I don't even think. I don't even think it's coming off of Mania. Like I don't believe it can happen. But that's. I mean, it can. Longer than Mania? Nah, that shit coming off of Mania. Like I say, if if it if depends. he beats him at Mania, it's, it's for transitional Mania. reasons. It's gonna be strictly transitional. What Biggie? You guys are probably Biggie a transitional champion already. Not to say it's not, cause like it's. I, like my take is, I think tr- Roman Reigns is going to have the Triple H run of hell. Triple H let niggas be transitional champs and win it back. Yeah, it's like it's not the wrong with saying it's not disrespectful to Big E because I don't think. It, but the crazy thing is, I don't think Roman has that much left in him being a fucking wrestler. I think he's destined to probably be an actor. So uh, at least is what what fuck John Cena still is. Um, I think he goes against his cousin, but he's not going against his cousin for the fucking belt either. So eventually, you got to take that belt off of him. Yeah, you can do it not at this mania because, like I said, then Davis McMahon wants to add a crowd. That's why that's yeah, probably you take the belt off him at this mania. Roman doesn't have a belt. You set up for Rocky Roman to hell out of mania. Yeah, like I, I, Big E is most likely beating Roman unless yeah. the hype go down for Big E. But since they strictly going off of what the internet says, that's going to be fucking a minute because that's the only way they gauge hype is through internet and 
and like t-shirt sales and shit like that. Yep. Now Roman, on the other hand, yeah, he could probably last longer than Mania, but I think that's a detriment to his character more than anything because if he beats Big E at Mania, there are no threats. Absolutely none, none at all. Now you can do call ups of like undisputed era, but honestly, sizing up Roman Reigns and Adam Cole, that's not possible it's just it's not gonna look good on TV probably. Adam Cole is short as shit, but uh, it can work if they use like a legit game mentality with the Undisputed Era. But the way the Undisputed Era looking, who knows if they even survive being a ta- uh, I mean a group, which I hope they do. Now you can you could do the Matt Riddle, but Matt Riddle looking like he in a fucking doghouse right now. Um, keep Barry Corbin away from that nigga. Um, Matt Riddle went to Raw anyway. Oh, Matt Riddle went to Raw too. Yep. Yeah, because him and Seth got heat with each other, so Seth was like, "I don't want him on, on, now, on, Seth, on the show." Now Seth is another person they could probably throw the belt on. I don't know. I don't know. I think Seth will be the obstacle Big E got to go across to in order to get to Roman. Yeah, because like at the end of the day, Seth is about to be on paternity leave soon. Any any time he feels like it. So Mysterios is gonna take his eye and he's gonna go be a father for a little bit. Bro, if that story transits to SmackDown, bro, I'm not watching SmackDown. I need that shit to end immediately. That shit should have been ended. Also, just for the one time for the fun time. One time for the fun time. I just need Roman Reigns beating living shit out of Rey Mysterio, G. One time for the fun time. I don't care when. I just need Roman Reigns dragging Ray across the ring, G. What's funny is they have they I've been hearing stuff about them talking about doing a Roman versus Dominic match at some point. Well, he's probably going to watch Dominic. And it's gonna be hilarious. But it's probably gonna be it, I can see that happening. Like he beats the hell out of out of Ray first and then Dominic is like, Okay, that's my dad. You can't do that. I think they packaged it Ray and Dominic as a tag team that uh Yeah, they did. Because that's not a bad idea. It's not a bad they idea. They did say they want them to, because then they get to, you know to hold the the first moniker, the first you know father and son to possibly hold the tag belts together. That's fucking cool. Actually thinking about it, cool. probably gonna be the only ones to do it. To be honest, <laughs> but still, yeah. But um. Oh. It was a decent draft. It was a decent shakeup. I think SmackDown won. I hate to say that shit, but SmackDown got some crazy fucking talent on it. Yep. And for you to probably get another Daniel Bryan versus Roman match in the future, that's another. That's that's another, happening at the Rumble, I believe. I think that's coming at the Rumble. I think that's another Mania headliner though, Roman versus Daniel Bryan. That is still a fucking show. Roman and Daniel Bryan is so good. But that's also why, I, or if it does happen at Mania, that's also why I don't think he's going to lose the belt at Mania because then you can still say you can still be building Big E up until next SummerSlam. Yeah, but in this day age, you it's, you can't you can't just have Big E be on a tear right now and it don't lead up to anything at Mania. Like, you probably get Seth at Mania. That's still, like, it's still... 
Like, with the type of push Big E is looking like he's geared to get, it has to be with a belt. Now, the funny thing is, the IC title feel like it's not worth it, but everybody right now want to see Big E with the big belt, right? I don't know how he does with it. I don't know if they repackage him, you know, without the rainbow gear and stuff like that. But... I think it's easy. He kind of go back. He has like a, a more face version of his um of his five count character. But then again, that nigga boring. But he showed that he can, you know, he can cut a promo now. Yeah, but that nigga boring. Like, I think New Day, <laughs> is, the reason, I think New Day Big E is the reason why Big E is so popular. You know, his persona online, his persona where he's happy and cheery and stuff like that. I don't think that necessarily, you know, has to go away. I don't think like the rainbow gear stays. I don't think that they probably give him a solid color. No, but Not, like it's gonna be kind of a hybrid type character, like a, a mix in between the two. Like he's gonna keep, you know, the high spirited attitude, but it's gonna have, you know. He's gonna have those serious, like I'm not playing no games with this roster. Like I'm coming to, you know, you guys know where I'm headed. Yeah, I just think I think between the people that's on that that roster right now, I think it's safe to say the three people that probably take it for Roman is Seth, Brian, or Big E. Right? I don't really see nobody mm-hmm. else now. Dark Horses, KO, or Alistair Black. But I see Alistair Black probably taking that thing off of Sami Zayn, or KO taking that thing off Sami Zayn. Um, but SmackDown, just the people I named, KO, Alistair Black, Sami, Seth, Roman, B.E., Daniel Bryan, and then you throw Buddy Murphy in that mix. Look at that fucking roster. Yep. That's a fire mid card. Yeah. That mid card, Buddy Murphy off the shackles of Chef, and he just having bangers with Sammy and KO. Come on. Yep. Right. Like even a, a Buddy has Buddy faced Daniel Bryan already. Yeah. Yeah, he did. Yeah. He, he, he beat him, and he lost to Roman last year. That's what that was. Yep. And that like, both of those Buddy guys. had a two week two amazing. week run where it was like he was putting on shows. <laughs> That shit, motherfuckers thought Buddy Murphy was up next. Them bitches was that good. Yep. Like that that's when I was sold on Buddy Murphy. Was then. That's when I was sold. Oh, and then we got Apollo Crews still. So that's that's fine. So like I was saying, uh Buddy Murphy was so fucking cool. Was so fucking cool. <laughs> no, shout out to Apollo. He he gained some type of personality even though he lost that US belt. To another bald-haired black dude that's just taller than him with a lot of personality as well. Shout the MVP. He's angry. Shout the MVP. He's very angry and wants to face Brock. Nigga, he lost it to he lost it to Lashley, my nigga. That's what I'm saying. That's he what I said. Shout out to MVP for giving them the personality. Oh, 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 okay, okay, okay. okay. That's what I mean. MVP uh, helped Lashley, a lot of niggas this year. Lashley wants to face Brock Lesnar. I don't know if Brock Lesnar even want to do that. Brock Lesnar is a prize fighter. So I don't even know. Like for that to happen, Big E has to go on like a I'm not big, I mean Bobby Lashley has to go on a dominant tear of a run. Like I mean, he solos retribution and takes Drew near his limit and also 
take literally beats the fiend till he can't get up like Roman did. Yeah. For him to even have a chance to fight Brock. Speaking of retribution, I don't think they're gonna be as dominant of a group as they kind of putting them up to be. Because it's looking like they finna have the fiend take him out, take them all out by himself, which he kind of did on Raw already. I don't know where retribution is going. Do they make a fiend face? No, he's a heel right now. He's kind of in between at this point to me. Yeah, he's in between, but he comes off hellish as of right now. Especially because he's kind of weird right now because they have two heel factions going against each other. The hurt business is whoever they want them to be. The hurt business is whoever they want to be. And I think that's good right now. Even though when they jumped Titus O'Neil, I cried. <laughs> that was hilarious. <laughs> Nigga really walked up with a suit and like, hey, um, let me join the black guy cool. And they said, no, we finna he said, you're not jump black you out of the arena. He said, you're not black enough. <laughs> he said, that man got the son of Victor man on his suit. You working for the man. You know, he's the only black man I know to choke up Vince McMahon. And then get suspended. He grabs his man on the shoulder. Vince is like, bro, what the fuck, man? Go home. <laughs> Nigga lost his little push. Yep. But uh, let's go ahead and talk about uh, Hell in a Cell. And we'll go ahead and get ready to close out. So. It's only four, com- four confirmed matches right now. The so three Hell in a Cell. We we'll just see. got Hardy versus Elias confirmed on Monday. Wow. And I don't care. So let's just look at what's currently on the card. So uh on the sale matches. More than exactly. But we'll see who what bullshit they throw out because you gotta put on at least a two hour show. So uh we have Roman Reigns versus Jay Uso in the first ever Hell in a Cell I quit match. What? It's a Hell in a Cell I Quit match. That shit sounds fire. It definitely is going to be fire, G, because Roman's going to beat the living crap out of this man. Yeah. Like, yeah, man. Roman is everything we expected. Fucking amazing. Yep. And just shout out to Jay for not going. Like, I respect it. Like, I really respect Jay taking advantage of the moment. Shout out to COVID giving you this opportunity because I don't think we get in this if there was a crowd. But Roman's winning, of course. I think we all in agreement of that. But yeah. this probably has potential match of the night vibes. Or, But regardless, we're going to probably get the first. Well, the last pay-per-view ass whooping was great. This might be the greatest ass whooping to go down in this decade. Possibly. So uh really it's a I quit match. It's some it's some form it, of not getting back up coming from this. Look man, I need Roman to hang that nigga Jay over the top of the sale and say if you don't quit, I will drop you. <laughs> you talking about through the top of the sale through the hole? Yes. Bro. 
I just need that G because he's gonna he's gonna say it in that that fake sincere I care about you uh nigga voice that he did he does. It'd be like, Jay, if you quit, I won't drop you. He doesn't quit and he drops that nigga. <laughs> just <laughs> I need they are that. angry. <laughs> like, just drop this nigga. Fuck. Uh Drew McIntyre versus Randy Orton. I think Drew wins. I want. I'm almost for certain he wins, to be honest. I feel like Drew wins, but it's just after this is like who who's next, and it really might be Drew who wins. But I won't be shocked if Randy gets the W. I won't I won't be shocked if Randy gets the yeah. W. Like, I, I won't be know, shocked. Randy probably gets a W. If Randy gets a W, I think Edge is close to coming back. Yeah. And you just... I think they did say he's, he, he's the earliest he could come back in Survivor Series. Really? I recall hearing that. I might be wrong, but I recall That's hearing... Survivor Series, the rumor right now, Survivor Series is going to be a big-ass ode to Undertaker. Yeah. They say he's not supposed to necessarily be wrestling in any matches, but he'll be there to some capacity. I wouldn't even, I wouldn't mind if they do set up another Randy Undertaker feud too. All right, Tyler, I'm about to, we ended the podcast. Nigga, no. I'm tired of it, bro. <laughs> no, I'm tired. I'm tired. Of the man said he's done. Fuck him. He didn't say he was done. They said he's still. Supposed to come back in some Tyler, capacity. If he get in that ring, he's done with his life. Not with Randy, nigga. nigga with a broom, he's done. <laughs> the man's damn near seventy. Let the man go, bro. It's over. They not letting him go. That's why I, yeah, I put the possibility. That's why he's not going to wrestle. <laughs> yeah. That nigga Vince said, if you can go out there, you can go out there. I ain't going to stop you, but I'd rather you not be, you know, wrestling. Like, shit. What's he got to do? Oh, I just put it out there. I'm just. It's a hot take, I guess. That shit. That's a hell. That's a, that's a hell in the cell hot take. That shit ass. Horrible. <laughs> Horrible. Wrestle again. I'm, I'm like, man, let me try. Hell no. His last match was okay. I'm going to be mad when when fucking Goldberg pops back up. That's when y'all really going to be mad. He want to fight Roman. I think Roman don't like Goldberg, so it ain't happening. Definitely. But if he if Randy does win, though, I could see you know him continuing with Edge. I could see him... You know, starting up with Keith Lee again. What's wrong, Randy? Look, what this man be talking be hilarious. <laughs> That's why. That's why every time I he be dead ass serious. What's wrong, Randy? You intrigued by how big I am? Yeah. That's why I know he can't wait until we get a Keith Lee heel run because that's gonna be boy. His promos is gonna be so much better. With his voice as a heel. He's a good face. I'm cool with it. But when he's a heel. He needs to cry. That too. 
crowd. Imagine the pop he would have got when he debuted on Raw. Until they heard that yeah. theme song. Everybody just be seeing Baskin and Glory. Yep. Because they unveil that theme song and he'll be fucking shit. But I'm glad they're telling these theme songs without the crowd because motherfuckers will be saying, this is awful. Oh, yeah. It's a good thing. His is actually decent, but yeah, it's just, it's, it's not as iconic. That's just, the, yeah. it's just not iconic. I never forget they had a black boy JB hitting the shoot to that shit, bro. <laughs> That's why I was fired. I see like a family. Yeah, but black boy JB was hitting the shoot to that shit, bro. Where my phone at? And that dance died when it went to Fortnite. It died before that, but uh, yeah. okay. Last Hell in a Cell match that's confirmed: uh, Bailey versus Sasha in a Hell in a Cell match. Uh, I believe Bailey wins and sends Sasha away to the Royal Rumble. Hell no. Uh, I think um. Uh, let's see. I think uh, what's the face wins. I don't think uh, I don't think um, what I'm trying to say. I don't think they extend this. I think he just lose. Hmm. I wouldn't uh, be mad at it. I mean, she just lose. Yeah. Okay. I'm not mad at it. Like I would prefer Sasha Banks to win, but I won't be mad at that. Tyler. Um, I definitely just I think Sasha loses. If they do extend it to the Rumble, it's like what do you do at that point though? Because like, do you have her win it at the Rumble? Because then you know Bailey's still gonna have to get her rematch. Then you basically extending that to what Man. Elimination Chamber probably. <laughs> and at that point, it's like you're you're kind of overdoing it. So I feel I would rather they kind of end it here. You know, they could still do the, the injury, write her off until, you know, whenever, and just have her pop back up and have to feud with somebody else, maybe. But I definitely think Bailey's coming out of this, this one looking strong. Mm-hmm. Now, Bailey, Bailey dropping that back. She, she over a year now. They're not going to keep that on her. Yeah. If they do, I'd be shocked. It's just. While I look at the current structure of the women's SmackDown roster, it makes the most sense for Bailey to hold it right now than Sasha. Mm-hmm. Unless you literally about to have Carmella and Sasha Banks feud for the fall. And, that, and based off y'all reactions, that don't sound fun. <laughs> oh, you, your mic actually blinked out. I, I ain't hearing. Oh, uh, I said, yeah. I'm like nobody wants. I don't think none of us want to see Carmella versus Sasha, the feud into for the fall. That don't or sound hot. They did it, but that's that's if Sasha wins. <laughs> that's that's how I view it. It's like that's if if Sasha wins, that's what's probably going to happen. But that's why I th- that's why I really thought they should have kept Lacey Evans on SmackDown because you could have easily just Sasha versus Lacey Evans for a little bit. Exactly. That would have been much better. Like I know people hate Lacey Evans, but she's but a reliable worker. And she plays her role. 
She was a fit. She was a class perfect for her. It just, it like just the only issue would have been when she calls her a little na- a little nasty. Social media is gonna go up in flames, but that's a different situation for a different day. So hey, but uh, but yeah, I feel like they can't go wrong either way. But just how I'm viewing the current outlook of the roster, I think Bailey makes the most sense. But who knows? We'll see. Uh, who cares about Jeff Hardy versus Elias? I really don't give a damn. And who knows Elias what else they going decides not. He don't want to listen. He don't want to look at clear footage that Jeff Hardy didn't hit him. But look, man, drugs and cocaine go with Elias very well with his gimmick. But hey, uh, but yeah. So shout out to that oh, match. Another thing you overlook done. with the um with the draft. Is Rude and Ziggler got sent back to SmackDown again? So that don't that's mean another shit. Team that... <laughs> no, that don't mean nothing. Uh, like I hate to be that. Just don't. It don't rubs the table. You know what I mean? You could do whatever with them. You know they especially Dolph. He'll fit in whatever you decide you gonna throw them. Exactly. That's just the annoying thing. And the sad part is they might go back to working with Corbin. So, but hey, it is what it is. But um, let's go ahead and end the episode on that note. We appreciate you guys for listening all two hours of this episode. But we gave you guys content, my nigga. We appreciate that. Much love. Make sure you follow You Tweaking Media on whatever platform you listen to us on. Spotify, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. We out here, B. On the real. Hit that subscribe and follow button. Hit that share button after you listen. Or at some point while you're listening. But be greatly appreciated. Also, follow us on social media at 3s from the ring, at 3s from the ring for Twitter, and you tweaking media for little snippets of the episode on, tw- on Instagram as well. So appreciate you guys for listening and peace. Aviva, sir.